The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS Radio Network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for the wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is October 3rd, 2021, and coming up next, it's the Sunday Morning Roundtable on this week's edition of the Serious Science of the J. Rowe Show. There's laws, there's laws that, you know, they can't have, their homes have been destroyed through hurricanes or earthquakes, and in a country, if you if you stay there long enough, you're going to be kidnapped, and then you got to you got to pay a ransom to get your children back. This this is just this is deplorable. This is unbelievable that we are going through this. You, you know, the the thing being is that there's always and should always be compassion for any any person who uh, is whether they misguided or you know sinister in their thoughts or, or what have you. But I, I would refuse to take the path of, of, of a Trumpian and act like people don't matter. You have editors and news editors and, and um, you know, people who put out news that are picking and choosing who they want to focus on. So if there's somebody of color, they're like, eh, right? If it's somebody Cuban coming over on a boat, it's like, oh, my God, look at... The Cuban people, they're hurting, and then if they come over from Haiti, then they're like, eh, you know what I mean? I read the book series called, Christian series called Left Behind. Everybody at the sound of my voice is listening. There's a series out there, Christian series called Left Behind. And when I got to book number eight, it's like a nine or ten book. I had to stop because it was about the Antichrist. But I cannot believe that I am living to see some of the stuff in that book that was written. Online radio at its best. Dear Lord, I thank you for waking me up this morning. I praise and glorify your holy name. This is the day that you have made, so I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I ask for your guidance and protection as I tackle my day. May your hand be on me, Lord. When things get tough, may I have the courage to set my heart and mind on you, knowing that you will see me through any obstacles during my day. Help me focus on you and set aside time for prayer and your word. I desire to fellowship with you more and more each day. I thank you in advance for the peace that will envelope me today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Welcome back in. Good morning. It is the Sunday Morning Roundtable where our esteemed colleagues bring topics to the table. I'm so excited. First time we're doing this under the new format, but speaking of my esteemed colleagues, they are in the house. The mess is here. Johnny D is in the place to be, and the man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, is in the house as well. Welcome one, welcome all. Vanessa, back from her vacation. What's going on, big sis? Welcome back in. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Good morning to you. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And today is first Sunday, Jake, so you know what? It's a shame, but it's one of the mornings I'm too tired to go to church. But I'm going. I'm going because I'm blessed. I'm going. I'm so exhausted. There you go. You get in and give the Lord his due. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for being a trooper and being in this morning. The one and only Johnny D is in the place to be. Good morning, sir. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Vanessa. Good morning to you. Hi. I'm glad to hear that wonderful voice. Uh, but now you 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 energize the bass, so now you don't have to shake that sleep off now. Definitely. <laughs> out there enjoying your out there enjoying your retirement while everyone else is working. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, good morning to everyone, uh, brother Les, uh, brother Jay. Brother Jerome, and to all that um, allow us an opportunity to come into your homes, uh, just appreciate the opportunity to do so, and looking forward to the show. My man, of course, the brother who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, my brother. How are you on this beautiful Sunday morning? Good morning. Good morning to you, my brother. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Mary and the Music. Good morning, Rich Sister. And good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome. There he is. They're all presidents accounted for three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Vanessa. Uh, you know, anytime you are gone, we always want to tap into what's going on with you as we take what's once again what we call personal privilege. So, Vanessa, give us a lowdown. You have fun while you were gone. Tell, give us, give us some tidbits of information so we can all, you know, when we grow up, we want to be like you. I know, I know, Miss Delia. She'll be the over the dog barking. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, when you seen the pictures from Facebook, hey, you know she was having a damn good time. Everything look up. She's smiling, Bobby, like, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, they having a great time. <laughs> I mean. You sound like you a little upset, Mr. Elias. <laughs> no, <laughs> brother. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward. I'm just looking forward to the end of this month with them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I just, you know, if, if y'all, my God, I will say this. And we were un- we cannot believe how people were so obedient about the mask. People were ve- it was seventy five percent capacity on Carnival Cruise Line's biggest cruise ship, and uh, y'all, I've cruised on all of the cruise lines. But when I tell you that ship has, it, I, I'm speechless. You know, it's hard for me to be speechless. That ship has everything left. Did you see the pictures of me on the water slide? And and Bobby coming off the water slide. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> the water slide. Babe, 
baby. They had water slides. Now, I, I thought it was interesting, but I didn't get to do it. I woke up this morning and told Bobby, I forgot to go to the club where it's black light, and they put them earplugs, earphone things on your head, and you listening to music, but you don't. nobody else can hear what you're listening to. Do wow. y'all understand what I'm wow. saying? Yeah, aren't they called the silent parties? It's called the silent party, something like that, right? I've heard that before. They had a silent party. They had comedians that was off the chain laughing. But most importantly, y'all, it was 75% capacity. You had to have a mask on. If your child couldn't get vaccinated, your child had to stay in what they call a bubble. And if they wanted to do an excursion, they they had to do it through carnival and stay within that realm of people. Mm. Because they weren't vaccinated. And one of the points we went to, we did the Mexican Riviera. They didn't let people come on uh, their island. Their children couldn't even come on the island, even if they were in a, a bubble. But, you know, wow. everybody says, where are you from? And then my license plate, because I ride a scooter, y'all, because I can't really breathe to walk around the ship like that. My scooter says Vanessa, and it has a Texas license plate on it. These people on this mm. ship said, well, your governor is crazy. <laughs> we were at, <laughs> we were at wow. dinner, and one of them said, they were talking about the, the Florida governor, the California governor, the Texas governor. It is so funny, the people that hate Abbott, and they're white. They can't stand him. <laughs> it's funny. Mm. It is funny well. to get in conversations with people. So well, I guess we'll see. find out. Mm-hmm. Well, ahead. if y'all didn't know, Jay and Les is going on a cruise with me and Bobby, and I am, they're not going to be on a ship this big because the rest of my family hadn't either, but they're going to be on a really nice ship. I was on it a couple of years ago, and I just look so forward to them in the casino and at the club and having dinner, and we don't pay for any of it. It's all included. Wow, well, big sis. Thank yeah, you I'm looking that looking forward you know, to it. Well, I know you are. You know, the <laughs> thing is, is that... Uh, right now. Y'all going to gain 10 pounds, because I gained 10 pounds or 8 but after every oh, cruise. Because of the well. dessert, not because of all the food everywhere, because I'm attached to all those desserts. Oh, wow. Well, we we have to be mindful mm-hmm. of that, because I can't afford to add another pound to this frame, but thank you enough for the breakdown. We, we, we appreciate you breaking it down, and if you don't mind, maybe you go, because I'm looking already, I'm trying to see some of the comments. We want to see pictures. If you don't mind, you can post a couple of those on the TGRS Radio Network Facebook page, because people... Yeah, Mr. Elias, so somebody go out there and post it so people can kind of take part and live okay. vicariously through Miss Vanessa. Yeah, put some pictures out there so people can see the lovely Vanessa Maybell doing what she Honorable, does. And hear wait, about wait, it. Wait, wait, one last thing. One last thing. Yes. One, one last thing. Somebody, some people thought that they could slide in or didn't get their COVID test. And y'all, I got to tell y'all how we're going to do our COVID test. And if I found an easy way to do it. And some people thought that they were going to slide through with being off by three hours. Oh, honey, no. Carnival pulled them to the side and made them pay $150 to do a different test. And they had to pray that the results came back before that ship left. So some people Whoa. didn't make it on that ship. But if, mm, if you, wow. they wanted to take all the top people. They wanted to test the system. Carnival showed them. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
All right, good stuff. Carnival needs to start giving us some money as much as they're mentioned on this radio show. But well, thank you so much for that. So we appreciate it. Uh, the all right, listen. Uh, free except for pork. Shut up, Jay. Okay, I will. Uh, anyway, we will uh, keep it moving. <laughs> we have a few minutes left. Uh, three, four, seven. I know, man. Don't do treat me so bad. All right, three, four, seven, eight, five, zero, one, two, seven, two. Four minutes left. Want to spend a few minutes talking about a couple of things. One of the things, first of all, if you're just joining or if you're new to to the show, this is called the Sunday Morning Roundtable. Now, the Sunday Morning Roundtable is where our distinguished panelists bring topics to the. T- Table, and we will discuss those during a certain segment of the show. This is the first time we've actually done this under this particular uh, format, which we changed in uh, March. So I'm looking forward to see how this goes. So this is the test one, folks. We'll see. Hopefully it will be smooth. It will go off without a hitch. One of the things I've been wanting to talk about for the past few weeks, but every time we get into these conversations, time goes on, and we re- I really don't have time to bring it up, but with three minutes left, I want to just... I want to acknowledge something, Mr. Elias. You know, when Bill Cosby was released from prison, one of the things that Bill Cosby said he was going to do was he was going to get back out there on the circuit. And I remember Johnny D saying, mm-hmm. look, Bill Cosby, I don't agree with. I can't remember if he agreed or disagreed, but he said, listen, you know, what he needs to do is lay low. And when I said, well, he plans on getting out there, and Johnny D was like, oh, wow. And so he really hasn't gotten out there. So do you think this is a situation where people are saying, look, just follow the O.J. Simpson rule and just shut your tail up because there are a lot of people out there who think your butt should still be in jail. And the reason why you're out of jail is because of celebrity celebrity privilege. Give me your thoughts on this one here in uh, a minute. Let me give Johnny D a minute to respond as well. And Vanessa. Well, well um, yeah, no, they, 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 they've told him, hey, man, you probably need to shut up. And go and sit down. That's what his lawyer. That's what advice his lawyers to get to go somewhere and sit up, shut up, and sit down. So, you know, I read that and I, I saw that on TMZ one day. That oh, really? this is what his lawyers are telling him. Yeah, they said, "Hey man, be quiet. Go on, get going somewhere because you know, especially with COVID out here, nobody's gonna want to come see you. And you know, you don't don't want to draw no attention to yourself. Leave it alone." Huh? Interesting, Johnny D. Man, give me uh, give me a minute, man. What you got? You know, I, I was one, Jay, that, that, that you're right. I, I basically said that uh, he would be not only disastrous, but he would be doing a disservice to the, the justice system and anyone with any type of morality uh, to get out there and, and, and mock the criminal justice system. Cause, because, again, remember, it's not the fact that he did not commit those, those atrocities and those rapes. Uh, it's just that the the judicial process and, and, and um, did not do what they needed to do as far as due diligence and the rule of law was followed so he's doing the right thing just stay at home and just uh, live off your wealth and uh, allow, allow this time frame just to go by and be with your family Interesting, Vanessa. And you have the last minute. And pray. Yeah, there you go. Pray. You definitely need to pray. All right, Vanessa, I'll give you the last sixty seconds. Talk to me about Bill Cosby. What do you think the fact that he's laying low? He just needs to, um, like Felicia Rashad was trying to defend him, and uh, I noticed that she shut up quickly. So she needs to <laughs> shut up. Bill Cosby needs to stay in the house, and Bill Cosby should be ashamed of himself 
for blocking his wife's money, blocking money while he was in jail, where she didn't get her hands on the money. He should be ashamed of himself. Ooh. He's the one that was out there throwing and drugging everybody. So you know what? He gonna get his eventually. That's it. Wow. I, boy, I'd love to talk about that a little bit more. Maybe we'll find a, a niche of time because I never knew that part, which you just brought up. But thank you so much for he that. Blocked All his, right. He blocked our money. Wow, I didn't know that. All right, personal privilege. It is now over. It's in the books. It's time for an NPR News update. And coming up next, Mr. Elias is on the clock. It's the serious side. It's the Sunday morning roundtable. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Congressional Democrats are still trying to figure out how they can come together and pass President Biden's legislative agenda. NPR's Mara Lyson reports on where negotiations stand. Progressives in the House have held up the moderate number one priority, a bipartisan infrastructure bill to improve the nation's roads, bridges, and broadband. But moderates are forcing progressives to acknowledge that their number one priority, a bigger bill to expand the social safety net and make pre-K, community college, and Medicare more affordable, will have to be shrunk. President Biden is trying to bring both sides together, telling progressives to dial back their ambitions and moderates to understand that the two bills will have to move in tandem. The stakes are very high. If Democrats can't deliver on both bills, they'll go into the next election cycle empty-handed. Mara Lyason, NPR News. Overseas to Britain now, Boris Johnson's governing Conservative Party opens its annual conference in the city of Manchester today as the British Prime Minister defends his migration policies despite the impact of growing shortage of skilled workers on numerous areas of the economy. What we can't do is, uh, in all these sectors, simply go back to the tired, failed old model called uncontrolled immigration. There will be a period of adjustment, but that is, I think, what we need to see. Johnson acknowledged to the BBC that there will be labor shortages lasting until the end of the year. Vicki Barker is in London. She reports the issue is just one of many that Johnson's party is grappling with. The backdrop for this year's party conference would seem to be daunting. There are the multifaceted supply chain problems that have seen long lines of frazzled drivers outside gas stations and supermarket shelves missing some key products. Brexit and the pandemic are also being blamed for the staffing shortages that have plagued everything from restaurants to nursing homes. And then there's the tax hike. The conservatives swore wouldn't happen, but did. Yet focus groups for the Times of London found Boris Johnson's personal popularity remains high among the voters surveyed, and a new poll shows the Conservatives would defeat the opposition Labour Party if an election were held today. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. The website for Israel's health ministry has crashed, delaying the launch of a stricter new COVID vaccination passport system. The old passes expire today. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more. The new pass in Israel stipulates that holders must have had both COVID jabs and a third booster dose in order to enter most public venues. Under the modified system, nearly 2 million Israelis are likely to lose their right to enter many public places, including gyms and restaurants. The tightening of restrictions has been controversial, as Israel appears to be emerging from its fourth wave of the pandemic. And this is NPR News.
when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, both of my daughters were pregnant, and everything I was looking forward to turned into everything I was going to miss. First words, first steps, being there for my grandchildren, for my daughters. Today, those babies are three. I'm with them all the time. I don't know what's next, but I know I'm here today. My name is Alanthea Pena, and I'm Susan G. Coleman. Online radio at its best. Welcome back at 347-850-1272. It's 19 minutes after the hour. And uh, welcome in. If you're just tuning in, it is the Sunday Morning Roundtable where our panelists bring topics to the table. And, of course, if you are a long-time listener to the show, you know how it breaks down. We don't say he gets the first and last words of the show for nothing. Mr. Elias is on the clock. Mr. Elias, man, what tickles your fancy this morning. What's the topic? What are, we, what are we talking about during the first segment of the show? Ms. Elias, turn your mic on. I tell you, I, the no-hitter's gone already. Early in the show, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. All right, so Ms. Elias is... Do you think <laughs> that the... Um, <laughs> oh, there he is. Thanks, Ms. Elias. Hey, man, look, I'm dealing with something right now. Um, do you think that the progressives are uh, right in holding out on this, on, this, on, on this bill? Or should they just cave in and give Manchin and Cinema what they want so they can get this bill passed? So why don't you give us a little bit more background? So you, that's the topic. Tell us well, why you want to talk about it. Give us your opinion, and then we'll begin the well, conversation. Well, well, my opinion is this. I think they should hold out for as long. You, you know, you should never let two people like Cinema and Manchin hold out on passing the infrastructure bill because, well, set it you up. know, they don't. Set they don't, it up. Well, set it up. Okay, t- t- tell okay. everybody what's going on, and then let's get into all that because there may be some people, believe it or not, may not even know what the hell we're talking about. But go ahead. Okay, Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema are Democrats, and they don't want to pass a, a $3 trillion bill, which the uh, billionaires and the millionaires have to pay for. It's not going to affect us. These, they, they, they're taxing the billionaires and the millionaires, but they're holding this bill up saying that this, and this is spread out over 10 years that they, you have to pay for this bill. And they're holding it up saying, well, Kristen Simmons isn't giving any, any reason why she's doing it. But Joe Manson said it's fiscally irresponsible. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're taxing the very rich and the very, you know, the, the very rich to, to get this bill passed, why wouldn't you want to pass it? Well, you know, we all know why. But, and then that, now, you know, you got AOC, and I can't remember the, the, the other lady, the lady's name right now, they lose me, that they're fighting against it because they're saying we're not going, we're not even going to vote on it and bring it to the floor. So it's, a, it's infighting, and, you know, you should, be able to, you should be able to, you know, work this thing out, but, you know, it just doesn't seem like mansion and cinema want to work anything out. They just want to, they just want to, everything to come their way. And it's got to come their way. And if it don't come their way, nah, we're just going, we're not going, we're not going to vote on it. So, I, you know, I think, I think that they, uh, that the, uh, the, the progressive party is right in doing what they're doing. They're holding up the bill and say, we're not going to vote on it. And a lot of progressives are saying, no, we're not going to vote on it. We're going to, we're going to stop this. We're done. You know, we're tired of being held hostage by you. And I, I agree with them wholeheartedly. 
So i tell you what we're going to do. I know Vanessa. Now, Vanessa, this is a story that's been out there, so I know you've been gone for a week, so we're going to give you a little bit of a pass because I know you're not, you haven't totally been tuned in according to some of your pictures that I looked at during the break. You can't tell me you listen to one news story looking at all those pictures and showing all y'all teeth at y'all show, but we, we'll keep it moving. That didn't have so, any news but, but, channel. But, okay, but, but listen, listen. They, I'm, 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 they didn't have any news channel on the show. On the show. I know. I know. Said I know, CBS I know. News. I know. I, I said know. it was a but, CBS news. Oh, I wasn't looking at that. Whatever. Listen, <laughs> here, here's what I will say. This is something that's been going on. I got a topic. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got okay, a topic. Okay, but, this but it's not your turn yet. Your turn is next. So uh-huh. let's talk about Miss Bill. Okay, she's very excited. All right, <laughs> Vanessa, here, here, here's, here's what I want to see. <laughs> this is what I want to talk about. This is something that has been going on way before, <laughs> way before uh, you went on vacation. This is something that. <laughs> Excuse me, I got to talk my door. This is something that everyone has been talking about. This has been going on for a long time. This is a part of the president's Build Back Better program. And this is something that we've talked about on this show, you know, hundreds of times. Child, right. Democrats, whoever's making all that noise, please. Uh, this is something that Democrats have been talking about for a very long time. It's called the Party of Self Destruction. Mr. Elias, okay, mute your mics if you're going to be doing extracurricular activities because you're really here real loud during the show. Um, so the Democrats have really and truly been a, a party of self-destruction. You know, it's like people, you get in power, and this happened during the Obama administration with the blue dog Democrats. You get in power, then you fight amongst yourselves, and at the end of the day, you're not helping anybody. You're helping the Republicans. <laughs> the Republicans are saying, look, just go ahead. We'll sit back and watch y'all. We'll sit back and watch this S show because y'all are just going to self-destruct, and we'll just wait. Because the more y'all act ridiculous in front of the American people, and keep in mind that a lot of these Americans are not following this stuff as closely as we do. So all they know is that, hey, we're not getting the things that we need, and a Democrat is in the White House. They don't understand that there are other branches that contribute to that. So that's why the Republicans have been obstructionists for the very longest. They don't care because they'll sit back and watch you fight. They'll sit back and do things and say, eh, whatever. And then they know that they'll be back in power in 2024, and then they'll really act in ass. So, Vanessa, what Mr. Elias is saying, when you look at what's going on with Manchin and you look at what's going on with with cinema, I guess some people may disagree with Mr. Elias's assessment of the fact that Joe Manchin is not negotiating in good faith. Uh, but that other one out of Arizona, she is just playing games. Nobody knows what she wants. She's, you know, cracking jokes and, oh, I'm here if you're looking for me. It's just ridiculous. And at the same time, Americans are suffering because these people can't get their SH, you know what, straight. Give me your opinion on this. What do you think? You think that the progressives are right? Or should they, or should they find a way to, to find a, a, some type of bill to meet in the middle so we can get things done for the American people? You know, some people just don't care, though, Jay. So I think it's a lot of things that the Democrats are doing wrong, but I'm a Democrat, so I'm not going to, despite y'all thinking I'm a Republican out there, I am a Democrat. So I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> I didn't say I don't like some Republican views, but I am a, I am a Democrat. We so know that for sure. <laughs> I do believe that they need to stop playing and fooling around and get some stuff done. 
I just don't see a whole lot of stuff. Well, he hasn't been in office, but what is this, nine months, ten months. But I just don't see a whole lot of stuff that they've gotten accomplished other than passing out money and, well, I think they're trying to do something with the daycare or whatever. So I think they're trying, but they need to get it together and stop playing and get some stuff done and reverse some of the stuff that the Republicans have done, like these taxes that they're not paying. I, because you know what? I'm, 2024 is going to be a Republican fight, baby. It is. So if they but, but, do, do me a favor. Do, do me one favor, Vanessa, because I don't want to lose my train of thought. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You said something about okay. all you've seen – what the Democrats have done is give away – you didn't finish that thought. Finish that thought for me because I, I want to make a broader point. But finish uh-uh, that thought. People get mad at me. Giving away money. People, no, no, well, people out of – we don't care what people – you know, listen. They're listening to us. We're not listening to them. My thought you, is – Yeah. My thought is they're just – okay, so $1,000 in food stamps to everybody who's getting food stamps just about. They okay. have passed out, which people did new, extra stimulus checks. They have allowed people who, um, I guess, like single income or whatever, they get an extra tax deduction up and down. So, I mean, for a Democrat, I guess people do want them to give stuff to the poor because the rich damn show been getting nails the last four years. But I was hoping that he would have reversed that tax thing that Trump put in where the rich people aren't paying tax. I mean, eventually he's going to start running out of time, and he needs to reverse that Trump has put in. But instead, they're, they're fighting about frivolous bullshit. And excuse my language on a Sunday morning. Oh, my God. So it, your boy takes a raw form today. Go ahead. Just cussing and go ahead. Go ahead. Vanessa. Okay, let me apologize for the BS word. But they are. <laughs> he needs to reverse some of the stuff that Trump has done. Uh-huh. And, and he's going to run out of time, and that stuff going to still be in place. Now, now let, let's pick up. Him that he put off historical oh. black people in spots, historical women in spots, and historical gays in spots. I understand all of that. You make history, boo. But there are some other things that need to be put in place, and it's, I think, but it's not. So I really ain't been paying them too much attention about all of this fighting and stuff, because I ain't heard them do anything that got my attention, but that's just me. Y'all know who I am. Well, there it is. So now that's the point I want to uh, build up on. And let me swing around to you, Johnny. Now, Vanessa, probably more than most, is, is in tune to what's happening you know, Capitol Hill and what's happening into in Washington, D.C. She she may not be into it like some of us, but she is paying attention because you can tell by her Facebook uh, feeds and all those different things. So she's in tune. For her to say that, for her to look at it as if, well, I really wish they would do something else, understanding how this whole thing works, this plays right into the Republicans' hands, doesn't it? Because people are looking at this saying, well, you know, President Biden can't do this. President Biden can't do anything if Congress is not going to do what they need to do. He can't wave a man. He's not the king of the United States. He's the president of the United States. And so we all know that all branches of government outside of the judicial branch has to be functioning. And when you have dysfunction and when you have a party that has no intent on governing, their whole intentions are to block 
and do all the different things, uh, obstruct, do all the different things to create chaos at the top. So all people see is, here are the headlines. Democrats control the Senate, the House of, Rep- the House of Representatives, and the White House, and they ain't getting nothing done. And guess why? Because they have a slim minority uh, in the House. It's 50-50 down the Senate with two Democrats, you know, acting as if they're Republicans. And you have the Republican Party saying, hey, you know what, we're just going to sit back and watch it. We love watching the train wreck. We'll see. Guess what? We'll be back before you know it. What say you, uh, Johnny? Well, first and foremost, uh, let's uh, applaud the the bipartisan efforts to at least keep the government open uh, until December the 3rd. Uh, That way you don't have our military veterans um, out there struggling and waiting on paychecks and our federal officers uh, waiting on paychecks um, and benefits being shut down as they did several times while that reprobate was uh, playing games with, with, with the American people and, and your quality of life. Clearly, uh, there, there's an old analogy where those persons who did not know uh, subject matters, information, and people would pretty much say, you know, don't say anything. But then you had those individuals who would speak and then they were removed out that they did not know what they was actually speaking about. When you look at the Congress and the Senate and just today's politics, that's really what it's about. I think part of the reason why there is not an assertive and aggressive uh, emphasis placed on the the top 1% of the populace paying more taxes is – most of those congressmen, in particular the senators, when they go into office, they may not be millionaires, but when they come out, they are millionaires. So they benefit themselves. So in essence, what they're talking about is taxing themselves. So their pursuit has never been authentic simply because they would be penalizing themselves. Now, clearly the Republicans master this. And, Jay, you said it perfectly. They are obstructionists and they are do-nothingers, Okay. They don't pass any type of legislation, meaningful legislation, um, and clearly you saw the, the, the last regime uh, executive orders is how they govern. Now, the reason why is because the whole process is dysfunctional because what we have done, we've allowed them to flip the tables. As constituents, they work for us, but we have given them the power because they wear the suit and ties and they own, they, it, and television, and, but they're supposed to be working for the people. But really, in essence, what they do is get the people to work for them. So that's why you have the Joe Mansions of the world and, you know, this, this Christian cinema who can now sit back and get a little airtime because maybe her goal is later on down the line is to do something for herself. Well, she understands that Arizona is a fragile state and you can swing one vote here or there and she can be either in or she can be out. So her margin of error, just like Joe Manchin's, is pretty narrow. So they, 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 they just plan it close to the vest. But they plan it to be a potential candidate or, or, or have some power-broken position down the line. 
Now, Les talked about the progressives, uh, and, again, I'm just one who believes that you govern. I don't believe that you get out there, you talk about, you know, liberal, moderate, uh, progressive, uh, conservative. The titles is what hurts the American populace. If you are a senator, then you should be able to represent. I understand that you got the two parties, okay, two, two primary parties. You fly up under that banner, but then when you have those sub-parties within a party, that's where the challenges come in. Now, everybody's not going to think like one another, and, that, and, that, and that's fine. But to step back and get blocks of people so that you can have this influence of power, then hmm. you won't be able to govern, and that's what you're seeing. And with the margin of error as far as you know, the, the, the seats, the House seats and the Senate seats, those things hmm. right there are something that will be of great value in 2022. And let's just face it, right now it's looking pretty bleak for the Democratic Party. Now, like I said, I'm one of those individuals where I vote for the person versus the party. It just so happens that the majority of the time it may be for the Democratic candidate because their interest seems to align with my interest. But that's not to say that I won't vote for anyone. What I'm looking for really is that we start to govern because that window is, is, is real narrow. I'm looking for the George Floyd police reform. I'm looking for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. I'm looking for the People Act. Those are the things that I want to see get pushed through. So we can sit back and we can debate between 1.5 million and 3.5 million. Now, a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, some of those quote unquote progressives are talking about, that's meaningful legislation. But, folks, let me tell you this here. If you don't get the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and For the People Act and the police reform, those are the things that the Republicans are hoping that they can just continuously kick down the kick down the road because when they get in power, it is done. Or yep. They're already trying to steal the vote from you. So now they now now you have a, a group of people who are going to be sitting in in, in 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 the seat of power. They're going to have the courts. They're going to have the Senate. They're going to have the Congress. They already got the federal courts, and they're pushing every day to get get to get your your your, your municipality seats as well as your state courts which is the, yeah. probably the only thing that they don't have is the state courts. So once that one regime gets that power base, it doesn't matter who's sitting in Washington because the lineage has already started deep in the bellies of the community at the school board. So they influence in your day-to-day life every single day. Now, right. let's not correct. continuously play the game and act like those things don't matter. This infrastructure bill, yeah, people need to go to work, but guess what they're not trying to do? Ain't nobody trying to work, okay? No one's trying to work. So I agree we need bridges. We need rail. We need all of that. But what you're going to have to preserve is the vote. That's what you're going to yeah. have to preserve. So I don't like yeah. the posturing, the jousting, and I think that the president has spent, has spent far too much time sitting up here trying to coy along without dealing with the real subject matters with the people who voted him in. Wow. You, you know, let's Johnny. stop well, hold on. Let's jump right there, because because so now it sounds like I hear what you're saying too, Johnny. And, and so, Mr. Elias, let me swing this thing right back around to you. Uh, we still have seven minutes left in this segment. Uh, is it fair to say that Joe Biden is not really getting things done? Is it fair to say that we can blame or lay some of this at his feet? 
based on the conditions in Congress, based on what we all know what's going on. Mitch McConnell is still the most powerful man in Washington as far as I'm concerned. You can sit here and say that he's not. He may not be the majority leader, but God dang it, he is a part of a force that is uh, – and I think this is Mr. Elias's mic. Uh, he is part of a force that, like Johnny D said, they're obstructionists. They have no intent on doing anything. I, I just – you know – People talk about the founding fathers and how smart they were when they wrote the, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. God dang it, they didn't see this coming. They didn't see what's happening right now in Congress. You know, anybody, and this is why I tell people all the time, kiss, keep it simple, stupid for some. For me, it's keep it simple, sexy, but we'll I digress. Listen, here's the problem. Everywhere you go, if you don't do your dang on job, you get fired. And these people are gaining a paycheck. They're going to get pensions for life. They ain't doing a damn thing. They take – I've never seen a job where you get so many vacations. You're gone for a month, two months. Oh, we're in recess. What? You come back and do absolutely nothing. And just to go back to what what John said, you know, Kristen Simmons, she is still popular. In, she's very popular in Arizona. I mean, do we have a country of nitwits? I mean, I don't get this. I, I really don't. But I understand that it's all about power structure. And like John said, if we can't get these things passed, these folks are going to continue, Mr. Elias, to find ways to gerrymander to maintain power. Because the votes are telling us if it was just a straight-up vote like they do for class president in the second grade, the most votes wins. And the country has been voting Democratic for the last, I don't know, 15 to 10 to 15 years. And yet Republicans hold most of the state houses. The Congress is where it is. Talk to me, man. Let's elaborate on that, what, what, uh, what John just said. Wow. Well, he's he's 100% right, Jay. I mean, the bottom line is that uh, we we need to get the, uh, the the John Lewis bill passed and the voting rights bill passed. But that's been put on the back burner because, you know, the Republicans are who they are. They're great at messaging. And, you know, the Democrats, they suck at it because if I was a Democrat, I'd be yelling because I got to pass. Let me ask you real, real, real quick. You said the Republicans are great at messaging? message out. What what, what message they're, are they? They're what, what great message at it. I disagree hmm? with that. I, I, I disagree with that. I think they're great Please. at not doing anything. What message are they? Okay, they're tell me great. the message if that they, Republicans are great. If, if, if they stick to something, they're going to stick to something. All of them. Okay, that's different. They are, they're great at it. They're, they're, and that's it's different. their messaging. If they, if, if, no, it's not, because if they say uh, the sky is blue, and all of them are going to say the sky is blue. Democrats are not going to say but, that. They're not going to stick but together. But, Mr. Elias, to me, that's, correct me that's not messaging to me. Because, listen, based everything that they're supporting, the American public generally does not support. They, they're, they're yelling about vac- vaccinations. The American, that's not great messaging. They, they don't care about They don't Listen, they don't care what people think because they know people are not paying attention, in my opinion, at least. Well, that's I your opinion Maybe because we, 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 all the, okay, you're right. Because the Republican, I'm telling you, for the Republican Party, if they stick to look, 
they 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 make they make people think the sky is green constantly. Because if you listen to they make Republicans the think that the them, sky is green, and they and they follow it, and that that was seventy some seventy some million people, seventy seven million people that they made think the sky was green. Was it seventy seven or seventy four? I thought it was seventy seven. I don't know. Okay, seventy four million. But there were more people. But there were more people. people. But there were more people who didn't think so, and that's why Biden won. You know, despite all the nonsense they put in place to try to stop it. How many people are gonna get out and vote? How many people uh, voted for Biden? Well, they already voted. That's because why they we, don't that's do it. They don't. They don't. They don't vote all the time. They don't vote all the time. So you know, when it's on the line, they'll vote. So my point is, you know, they're great at messaging. Democrats suck at it. You know, they had to. They just passed a. a, a a uh, debt ceiling bill that the Republicans passed, and they voted against it. They, they, they voted against it. How come the Democrats ain't I'm yelling that? Democrats should be yelling, "Hey, clown! You voted on this. Now you voting against it? This we voting on something that's through the Trump era. They should just keep pushing it out there. Keep pushing the narrative out there. Keep pushing the voting rights narrative out there to tell people what's going on." But what do they do instead? They just they just they go on their laws and think people are gonna pay attention. The American public is not going to pay attention. They they believe in messaging. They believe in what's on Facebook. They believe they don't they don't do any research. They don't do any news stories. They believe whatever's put in put in front of them. It's honest hmm. to God, truth, man. That's why the Republican Party is succeeding. They should they they should be stomped out because they they, they they're not, not succeeding. They're not succeeding. Okay. The reason why they're not Mr. Okay. Elias, no, they're not. That's why they're trying to cheat. They're not succeeding. That's why they're trying to cheat, Mr. Elias. That's why they're, oh, not man, they're, they're succeeding in cheating, Jay. They're, okay. Oh, well, Who has okay, more well, okay. justices? Who wins all the state houses? They're gerrymandering districts. They're yeah. cheating to win, but they're winning. Yeah. That's just where it goes. Hell, the, the New England Patriots cheated at winning the Super Bowl, didn't they? Yeah some, said, yeah, some people say they cheat. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, well I tell you what, what a way to start the show off. Well, three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. It's uh man, just great stuff. Appreciate everybody's contribution to it. More to come, don't you go anywhere. All right, listen, a beachfront property seized from a black family in Southern California nearly a century ago will be returned to the family's descendants in a move held as a milestone in the fight for reparations and the return of land stolen from people of color. In 1912, Willa and Charles Bruce bought land in Manhattan Beach, a Los Angeles seaside suburb, turning it into a thriving resort run for and by black residents despite harassment and violence from white from white uh, neighbors. But in the 1920s, the Manhattan Beach City Council used intimate domain to take the land from the Bruces, purportedly for, to use for a park. Yet the land sat unused for years until it was transferred to the state in 1948. This week, the descendants of Willa and Charles Bruce, including the couple's great-great-grandson, watched California Governor Gavin Newsom sign a law that allows ownership of the property known as Bruce's Beach to be transferred back to the family. It's Covina time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back. Southern California. But beyond the sunny skies lies a stormy past. 
The land was first purchased by Willa and Charles Bruce, a black couple, in 1912, a time when segregation largely restricted beach access for blacks. Charles and Willa Bruce, a married couple, had the American dream like many of us have the American dream of owning a piece of property, establishing a business, and that's what they did. The Bruce's built a lodge, cafe, and even a dance hall open to all. The resort became an oasis for black families to swim and socialize without being harassed until the safe haven became a target. Despite all the racial taunts, the KKK, the harassment, the burning of their facilities, the taunting and the harassment of their guests, they survived and flourished for 12 years. And it was at that point that the city of Manan Beach took it upon themselves to say enough is enough. In 1924, Manhattan Beach officials seized the Bruce's land, citing eminent domain and plans to build a park. The Bruce's tried to fight the city to no avail. They received just over $14,500 for their beachfront property. The land remained vacant for three decades. Now, almost 100 years later, a reckoning. This property was stolen from the Bruce's. We're returning what was stolen, what was rightfully theirs. The state returning the prime real estate to the couple's descendants. Descendants who the family says are now scattered throughout the country, some living at or below the poverty line, despite once owning land now valued in the millions. Most of the wealth equity in this country and for most families is through land or property ownership. People who were not white have not had this mechanism to grow well. Tonight, a new chapter for the family can begin as the sun sets on Bruce's beach. All right, NBC News Now correspondent Priscilla Thompson joins us now on set. So Priscilla, the family has missed out on about 100 years of income that that property could have generated. Any idea how much money they've lost? Uh, we don't know for sure how much money they've lost, but we do know that today this property is worth somewhere around $75 million. And so certainly a lot of money when you think of prime beachfront real estate over the past 100 years. And what's more is people are talking about the generational wealth that that money could have produced. Uh, sending someone to medical school or law school if they wanted to go, allowing other entrepreneurs in that family to flourish uh, that may not have been able to do so because that money was not there. Putting a hotel rental property that could have generated income for all those years. I have another question. Does the family feel like giving back the land was enough, or do they think that more is owed? Of course, they're excited to reclaim uh, this property, but there is still the question of all that wealth, generational wealth that has been lost. And not only that, what the family has been asking for is an apology from the city, and that is something the city has refused to do. They are putting up a plaque at the site to acknowledge what has happened. They are condemning what has happened, but they will not apologize. And today we heard the governor say, uh, apologize and say that he was doing that, even though the city has refused to give the family that. Wow. Okay. Priscilla Thompson. Uh an incredible story tonight. Priscilla, thank you for that. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. 
But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. It's the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. It's uh, 51 minutes after the hour. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful Sunday. Hopefully the weather is great in your deck of the woods. Ms. Elias, uh, can we get out to the phone lines before we get to Vanessa? Who do we have on the line, Ms. Elias? Okay, Mr. Elias. Oh, there he is. All right. All right. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Steve. Welcome into the serious side. What's on your mind? Good morning, everybody. It's Steve. 3.5 trillion. You know, uh, Bitcoin and gold. Gold is at like $1,800 an ounce. The reason it's important to balance the budget this time is because instead of people investing in Bitcoin and gold, if we have them investing in jobs and putting American people to work, you know, investing in America, uh, then we can stave off a collapse of the U.S. dollar. According to prophecy, is the dollar is going to collapse like 50%, and Mexicans will no longer be coming across that border to work in this country uh, once the dollar crashes. So that's what I'm just saying, man. You know, we need to get people to stop investing in Bitcoin because to me, it's going to be very important for the future. Uh, to preserve the value of the U.S. dollar. And then China, they're having problems with electricity. They're trying to improve the environment. They're having electricity problems in China. That's going to affect us. So, and the shortages are coming. The ships, there's not enough dock workers in Los Angeles. America, we've got to get back to work. Otherwise, we're going to see empty store shelves. It's We've got to get back to work again. You guys have a great show. Enjoy the uh, football Sunday. All right, my man. Appreciate you, Steve, as always. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Vanessa is on the clock. Vanessa, what are we talking about doing this next segment of the Serious Eyes of J. Rouse Show? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was sitting Johnny D. Pitcher. <laughs> we are going to talk about. <laughs> We're going to talk about Because I Forgive me y'all It's not that I what? don't know politics I'm sorry I was talking to the audience And I said forgive me It's not that I don't know politics Because I do It's just that I have been Extremely blessed and busy And I just have not been going to sleep Listening to MSNBC or CNN Or whatever it is that I choose to listen to So um that's why I'm not up on it. I didn't want people, Jay, to think that I just, why is Vanessa on the show? Because she don't know nothing about politics. It's just that I've been busy. So, who, who, who's saying topic, that? Somebody who's probably about? listening to me. Ooh, I mean, up, I'm not up on what y'all are talking about right now. So, it does seem like I don't 
no politics. Everybody know Vanessa, you living the you living the I'm living you living a glamorous life. You everybody wants to live but a glamorous right now, life. Go ahead, girl. Right now while it's well, free I am. But this is this is this is <laughs> this is my topic. Oh, I'm going camping oh Thursday, Johnny D all the way to Sunday. So I might not be here next Sunday either, y'all. Um <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm exhausted. Um, my topic is Bill Cosby's wife. This is that's my topic. So I'm not really all into it because it pisses me off. So the more I read about it, the matter I get. So I just choose not to be that engrossed in this. But he's in prison. And she needs money to maintain their house, their staff, their lifestyle. He has screwed everybody, drugged all of them, paid off people to shut up, paid off the brother guy who was driving people, dropping them off after he drugged them and screwed them and sent them home wet or whatever. So I'm furious. That he would, she took out $100,000, then she went to go take out a larger sum of money, and he blocked the account. Well, she got to live. She can't help it because you went to jail because you are a perverted rapist. So I have an issue with Bill Cosby blocking money for the woman who stuck beside him who knew he probably was guilty of all of this mess. That's why one of his children don't even talk, the child don't even talk to him now. So you never see Camille, I think is her name, or the daughter at any of the trial stuff that was going on, anything, because he was so dirty and low down to her. But you know what? I always feel that when you do nasty, dirty, low down stuff to people, you get yours, and he is going to get his. He might be out of jail because of COVID, but you know what? There is a, a place that you go when you leave this world. And we, I've, ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah. I got a problem with Bill Cosby. Well, uh, let me be the first to say, and, and this is the reason, well, I'm, I'm glad that you, you brought it up, I guess. But I guess for me, I don't know enough about it. You saying this thing about him blocking, uh, blocking her, I, I haven't heard Google that. It. I mean, that's news to me. Well, I, I, so you know, you that's, that's what I'm doing it, now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see anything. If you Google it, Google, did Bill Cosby stop his wife from getting money? Well, but how can he do that if he – well, let me ask you this. How can he do that from prison? Set up that only goes to a certain amount of money, and anything over that certain amount of money has to have its approval. My brother-in-law just did that to my sister. What are you talking about? And they're not even rich. Okay, I'm just asking. Okay, but was is he is he in is he in prison? No. Okay, no. I just want to ask you. So I guess he did this before he went. Probably already set up like that. So yeah, Bobby's griping too because he doesn't like it either. I, that, no, the money was probably already where it was a certain amount, and after that certain amount, you have to get his permission. So it it, it makes sense, but. He still blocked it. I mean, she needs more than $100,000 to pay staff while he's locked away. So, 
All I'm saying well, is, y'all mm-hmm. look it up. That's my topic. And you can answer it, guys, by telling me, do you think it is fair that it was blocked at $100,000, then they have to go to prison and get his permission? Do you not think that maybe he could have said it at $500,000 every six months? Just answer me as to what do y'all think that if he had set a prison, y'all, and even when he found out he was going, he still had enough time to designate salaries and have an accountant roughly pay how much money it would take to do this and this and this and this and this, and he didn't. So what do you think about that? I I, I think that, Vanessa, you're 100% right, but... If I was Bill, I'd have probably done the same thing, knowing that Camille has dementia. So, I, I I probably would have I probably would have set it up so that she was well taken care of. But as far as her getting right. money out, she has right. dementia, but, so I probably would have stopped right. that. I probably would have. I, I don't have a problem with that. My problem is that they had to contact him in prison in order to get stuff done. Now, don't you know, you know less, that that man has an accountant that could staff and build, you know what I'm saying? And then have the daughter work with that man on it. So I'm not that deep into it, but I did read enough of that, that anytime there was a certain amount of money that needed to be distributed, they had to contact him in prison. So he should have set up an accountant that he trusted before he went in instead of going through all of that. If the lady's going through dementia and trust and believe, honey, um, I'm just, I just think that that was just wrong. What that woman has went through with him is just crazy to me. And dementia does not mean that you don't remember who people are, what they do. It's just short-term stuff that you might forget. It's dementia. It could, you know what I'm saying? It just depends on what stage she was in. She was functional last, but he should have set it up. If he didn't trust his wife, he should have set it up. Ain't nothing wrong with my sister and brother's memory or whatever. My brother-in-law did it to my sister because my sister was blowing money. And she, that's so that's why that happened. But I'm just saying. Well, he could have done something right. different by that lady. Well, I'm learning new stuff every morning. I didn't know she had dementia. Boy, look at me. John, you have anything on I this one? I didn't either. either, but there's different forms. But I didn't know either. Uh, John? Interesting. This, yeah, uh, th- yeah, this one is uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm being educated on, on this one here. Um, I, I would imagine a couple of things may have played into effect. Um, at this point in time, the only person in the world who Bill Cosby probably has is his wife of 57 years. And um, I know why he was in prison, you know, you would hear little spats and stuff about, you know, her leaving him. Um, don't know where she would go, but she stuck by him during the entire process. And uh, obviously she, she's been dealing with the rumors and his acknowledgement when he did that uh, deposition that is, that has happened. So, you know, you get the headlines and now he's ready to go to prison. This probably wouldn't be the time that most most people of of, of her age and status would look towards uh, leaving. But then he's got a, a wholesale of civil lawsuits that he's going to be facing as well. So I would imagine some some attorney probably said, you know what, we need to look at this here because 
you know, somebody may say she, she, she's implicit as well and, you know, file a, a civil suit against, you know, her as well as him as, as a name, you know, as, as, as a brand. So he probably had to shield the money just to make sure that, you know, he could pawn it out to her so that she could live um, her lifestyle for a longer period of time instead of having someone just come in there and take it. Now, I'm just speculating, but, uh, you know, a lot of things probably went on. Uh, you know, again, I hadn't heard that or seen anything where it indicated that, not not suggesting that I don't believe it, but really hadn't been paying that much of that much of attention since he was released. Uh, what was that? July 1st, June 30th, somewhere in that time frame. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, there again, it's, it's lots of reasons why he would, he would shield it. I would like to believe that, like I say, again, the person who has stuck by him for that many years, uh, knowing, you know, his, his, his misguided deeds and stuff, uh, he would not, uh, have any motivation or need to withhold a quality of life in which he's given her. You know, at one point in time, you know, Bill Cosby was, um, you know, he was living at TV life and then some as far as, you know, the the money that he was generating. And you, I mean, I think we all know in the, in the, in the 80s, he was, he was television, you know. Um, yep. And so he probably got a, a nice little, not, not nice little endowment somewhere. And uh, I guess, you know, sure again, I, I, yeah, you know, I, I just pray that if, if it is so that um, he wouldn't have done that to somebody who has, uh, you know, been his, his uh, as the young people say, ride or die. Yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, I guess my my uh, my opinion on this in the last couple of minutes we have left on it. Um, you know, listen, I, at the end of the day you want to be married to someone who's going to be with you through thick and through thin. When you take your marriage vows, it says for better or for worse to death do us part. And if you really meant what you said at the altar, then there are going to be trials and tribulations in every marriage. I I think what you have to look at is that it's so easy for people to be faithful and be uh, a ride or die when things are going good. The true test of a relationship is when things go bad. And are you still there? Now, why she still staying, I I imagine. I imagine what Johnny what Johnny D said is absolutely correct. When you've been with someone that long, you know, you take the good with the bad. I was reading an article about how the young lady, uh, her name is Constance, Constance, or whatever the Andrea Constance, she was discussing when Bill Cosby was, you know, walked out of prison. And, you know, and I said this when we talked about this topic at that time. At the end of the day, uh, look, you accepted money to be quiet. And so if you really felt that disgusted about what he did to you, you should have never accepted the money. And I know people are going to get pissed off by me saying that, but I'm going to say it because once again, if you do something to me that I find so disgusting and so awful and so life changing, you don't have enough money in Fort Knox to keep me quiet. So all of a sudden you can be quiet. You felt disgusted, but then you take the money and then years later you decide, okay, I just can't be silent. Okay, we'll give the money back. I, I'm just, I'm so, just get the money back. As far as what's going on with Cosby and his, and his, uh, 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 his, his wife, uh, you know, listen, Bill Cosby, people can say what they want to say about Bill Cosby, you know, whether you think he did it, if he, you know, that's, that's opinion and, and it is what it is. The bottom line is that the system that has jailed so many of us uh, unjustly 
you know, it's a system that we ride by. We can't sit here and cry and bitch about the system when it doesn't do things in our favor. It's the system that we're stuck with. Nobody's crying when it incarcerates blacks at an, at an enormous amount. But now all of a sudden, because of a technicality, he's out of jail. Everybody want to bitch and complain. I don't see you bitching and complaining when most of my people are behind bars because of stuff that they did or did not do. So I don't want to hear all that stuff. Whether you think he did it or not, that's your personal opinion. I don't have anything to do with that. But at the end of the day, if Bill Cosby did what Vanessa said that he did, then, you know, I don't know enough about it, to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't found anything on it at all. And uh, But I'll do some research on it. Now, you know, and if I find something before the end of the show doing my final thoughts, I'll definitely uh, – I'll definitely make sure that uh, I let my feelings be known. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Wow! Well, thanks, Vanessa, for the topic because when you brought it up at the beginning of the show, I'm like, I never heard of that. So, anyway, all right. Coming up next, Johnny D is on the clock. Plus, our football picks. It is time for Mariana News's corner, and it looks like my man Jerome is checked in. I just saw that, so we'll hear from him next. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rob Show. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Hi, I'm Dr. Emily Vincent, part of the clinical team at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. It's October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer is the most common cancer in American women, and it's the second leading cause of cancer deaths for women. The good news is there is great screening that can catch breast cancer early when treatment is most likely to be successful. Start with breast self-awareness. You know your body better than anyone. If you notice something unusual or different, talk to your doctor. And begin having mammograms when your doctor recommends them. Usually that's around age 40, but it can be different for everyone, depending on your health history and risk factors. Talk to your doctor or gynecologist about breast cancer screening and what you should do. It could save your life.
online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where we uh, allow our uh, panelists to bring topics to the table. So far, Ms. Delias wanted to talk about what's happening in Washington. Vanessa brought up the situation with Bill Cosby's wife. Johnny D is on the clock right now. But before we bring in, uh, before we turn to Johnny D, we're going to bring in the man who I call the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. Welcome into the show, my brother. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? Good morning. Another good day morning, in paradise. No palm trees, Hey, good morning. Good morning, folks. Yeah. No palm yeah, trees. another day for all of us, right? <laughs> another just another day. Hey, what, 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 who made that? Wasn't that a rap? Just another who? Who made that? <laughs> another good you, day. Well, well, Ice Cube did. Today is a good yeah. day, but another yeah, good day. Yeah, okay, that's where it was. All right, okay, that's where I'm getting from. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Jerome, just a good old day. Yeah. I know you. you I think you quizzed me on my skills, so you know I take no, that. No, no, no. I know you got those skills. You, you one of those up the cover <laughs> brothers. You think you know? You got to. You know, he's the man, and all of a sudden he can spit some rap at you. You like? You kind of remind me of Ari uh, on uh, on the beat, boy. That guy. <laughs> well, I hopefully I don't remind you Ari. Ari sucks, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but we'll go okay, ahead. already did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. All right, so, all right, so listen, John, we're on your time, sir. Yeah, well, it's the fact that you see this guy, and then all of a sudden he's like mad in the rap game, and it's it's and it's you know you got some some undercover skills going on too. You you, you know your stuff. I ain't, I ain't gonna slip on you. Your black card is validated, and you are hey, card carrying. My black card is black. <laughs> Like it ain't it ain't really like it ain't even a card. It is really black, so no. It is so black. I don't like Ari splitting limit lyrics of something that he's assimilating. Just because you know Wu Tang don't mean you know black people. You had to go back and listen to that. We lived that. Whole nother story. Yeah. That's how black no, I am. You're right about that. Oh, no. you're, there he is. I'm black in the class. Hey, Vanessa, how are you? We used to have a Vanessa. Hey, baby. All right. All hey. right, John. We're on your time, man. It's all yours. What are we talking about? All oh, right. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm going to go down memory lane, and I'm going to go way, way, way back for some. And and uh, for, for Brother Jay, probably not far enough. Um, August 1972, okay. PS191, my first day of school. Wow. Okay. Now. My topic is the damn school, okay? okay? So you look at what's going on in today's school system, and it wasn't right. designed to be this way. You look at the number huh. of school shootings that have occurred in the United States and in this state this great state that I reside, it's been 43 school shootings in 2021. Really? Now, there was a time where schools were innocent. They were, they were innocent. Uh, just in, 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 the last, in the last couple of weeks, I kid you not, it, it's been 10. It was two the other night. So... I, I, re, I remember in the, in the, in the mid-90s when you started seeing school resource officers in the school systems. And then in the northern 
in the Midwest states. Uh, you start seeing metal detectors and stuff probably before that. But I, but I, I, but I remember being a part of the law enforcement community, and that became something that I had to know and, and, and be part of. And I'm thinking, wow, how, how has school changed so much? Because school was always that, that kind of a sanctuary to me. It was the place where all of my buddies were. It was a place where all the ladies were. It was a place where I could do athletics, and it was a place that I had a chance to, 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 to interact and test my intellectual skills based off of what I was reading in encyclopedias and or had to learn in a classroom environment. So it was a safe haven. The worst that would happen is that you would go into the bathroom and you would fight, but then you came out. Some might have a black eye, busted nose, or what have you, but you came out. And then all of a sudden what happened in the school system is that kids started getting killed. And it just continues on and on and on. And the level of violence that's happening in the schools is something that is alarming. 43 incidents of school shootings in this state. And then when I looked at some statistical data the other day, because, you know, I brought this up last week as part of my closing comments and didn't know, Jay, you was going to do this for him here. So it really plays into something that I'm working on as far as this book that I'm uh, working on with this guy. Um, California has over 100 and some school shootings. I mean, it it is it, it, just profound, man, you know, and, and – if you think about the mass shootings in America, and I, and I got some data here, 2013, 2019, it was 2,100 mass shootings in the United States where 2,400 people got killed and over 9,000 people got injured. So that violence is being propelled, and then you put that element of racism, and, and, and then you look at the school boards, okay, where the National School Board Association is appealing now to the president to do something about these school boards, these local school boards, where they're in there acting a fool over masks and vaccinations. And the level of violence where you start looking at the parents in there fighting and jumping on teachers and snatching teachers' masks off because they got the mask on, and then you wonder why the kids are out there shooting each other in the parking lot. It is just a, 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 a dangerous time to be a young person is bad enough that they have to see the social media and grow up before they have to grow up. But then the one place where they should be able to go and just be kids, they can't even be that way. And that's my topic. The damn school. Wow. I mean, one, one of the things I will say is um, we had a school resource. I guess that's a, the, the terminology that's used today, a school resource officer. We had one of those when I was in school. Um, the fact that you mentioned that there have been 43 school shootings in North Carolina and the fact that I haven't for one heard of any of them goes to tell you what type of environment that we're living in, uh, you know, the type of news that's covered. Um, it's a shame. You know, I never thought in a million years, Vanessa, that uh, sending your kids to school, you know, I think about all those kids that died at Sandy Hook and, and the fact that a lot of those were third graders. You send your kid to school, 
uh, oh, my God, she left her crayons on the counter. And, you know, four hours later, you're being asked to identify your child because they were shot up and their little bodies were, were riddled with bullets. We live in a day and age that, for me, it's just tough to comprehend the psyche of the, of, of the human mind. And I'm not even going to say Americans because, you know, I just uh, – this morning there was a bomb in, in, in Kabul. I mean people – for people to think that it's okay for you to kill somebody that you didn't bring in this world is mind-boggling to me, Vanessa. What's your thoughts on John's topic? John, that's a deep topic this morning. It really is. It is a topic um, where some of us say, Lord Jesus, thank you. I don't have any children in school, and now's the time with all the gun shooting and fighting and nightclub shooting um, and children watching their parents act a fool, just like what you just said. Um, I'm just glad that I don't have to worry about teaching a black child, uh, about a black man, about driving in a car and put his hand on the steering wheel because the cop might shoot him, or going to school, and if you hear a sound, duck underneath the desk because it might be a shooter. Jay, I don't know what happened. I, like I said, I just got home last night. But something came across my phone where there was a shooting, a school shooting here in Houston, I think, uh, by my house because the neighbors were talking about it on my phone. It, when my phone came back on, there was a shooting somewhere over here uh, with a principal, a child shot a principal or something. So it's mm. just, it's, yeah, when my phone came on and, and I got the emails, people were talking about, did y'all hear about the shooting at such and such a school? And one of Bobby's friends' wives was like, yeah, it's on the same street. We live on it, such and such a school. So, Jay, something happened this week while I was gone at a school and a child shot a principal. Oh, you know what I mean? Somewhere. So this is insane Johnny D. And it is only going to get worse, I think, in Texas because of the gun laws changing where you don't have to wait a certain amount of days and you can go get a gun and then your child can go get your gun and go take the school to shoot up some people. So I I I just I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's gonna get worse in Texas. Oh, my God, you're telling me that you've had 43 in your state? Oh, my goodness. This is the world that, Jay, I'm so glad, opens up the show with a prayer. You don't have to be in church to pray, but it sure is nice to open up this show with prayer because no matter what, this country needs prayer. So I'm going to sound like less at the end of mine and say, Y'all better get out and vote and get some of these laws changed and some of those laws involve guns. Just saying. Absolutely. A few minutes we have left on this segment. Let me let me swing around to you, Jerome, because we haven't heard from you this morning. And I know that uh, you know I, the bigger picture when it comes to gun violence is, is one thing. And I know you know a lot of times I really never really get your opinion on school shootings. So it'd be interesting to hear what you have to say about this. Probably because usually I don't have an opinion on school shootings. That's probably why. Right. And I never speak yeah. very long on them because, you know, it it for me, it's always kind of 
blaming it's a chicken and an egg issue, right? So you are blaming systemic violence on the individuals committing the violence without actually understanding how they got from one spot to right. another. So right. I always kind of look at it from the standpoint of what are we doing in this country to create that kind of environment? The We're pretty violent as a society. And the problem is, is that we have a group of people who is okay with violence in this country. And we don't like talking about this, right? So when you see, you know, the Lindsey Grahams and those guys of the world talk about, gun, you know, Second Amendment freedoms and all that other stuff, that segment of the population are not talking about adults either, right? I believe that adults should have – I think that people should have the right to bear arms, like no doubt. But at the same right. time, they are making it easier for kids to interact and have these – you know, conflicts. We have way too much drugs in this country. We fought a 20-year yep. war in Afghanistan, and we have more drugs than we had before we fought the war, and it's coming from mm. there. So wow. you tell me why you think that we have so much conflict and all this other chaos going on in a lot of communities, and it has to filter down to the kids. After 20 years of that and oppression and pandemic, people are wigging out. And so we don't like to deal with that. We just think oh, pandemic's over, we should go back to normal, and everybody should have some sense. That is not how that works. We won't even deal with our own selves mentally to actually fi- to fix any problem. So I never have anything to say about this because nobody wants to handle it from the aspect of where the origin of all this stuff is coming from. Right. You know, and the bigger part of all of this stuff comes from oppression and, and – um, and and sense of entitlement and all of that other stuff. And so Republicans like to flip entitlements to, to mean something like welfare and programs. Entitlement comes with white supremacy and also with that concept of superiority. These are usually right. kids who are well off and have resources to buy guns, Right. Nobody's talking about in black communities doing mass shootings, for example, because nobody stockpiles weapons like that besides white folks. Uh So, you know, the bigger picture in all of this is a systemic problem more than it is individually. I don't know about those individual cases, but I know that we are talking from the wrong end of of solution. And um, that's why I never have anything to say. I can't blame the individual situation. I don't know it. But more importantly, it is caused by something, and that's a result of something happening. And so we need to always kind of look at it and pull back 30,000 feet a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Elias, man, we have 30 seconds, man. Sorry, man. Give me your topic. Give me your comments on it. Never in my life would I have thought that um, I would have to see my nieces and nephews go through a drill that if there's a school, if there's a gunman in the in the hallways, what you're supposed to do. That is that is just disheartening and sad to have to live in an environment like that. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, Nicole's a teacher, and uh, it's uh, 
So it's hard for me to uh, come to grips that there's a possibility that my baby may be in the middle of a school shooting. But just pray and hope everything turns out the way it should. All right, coming up next, another edition of Mariana Music's Corner. Football picks are coming up and much, much more. It's the serious side. Plus, Jerome's on the clock. Can't wait to hear what he, what, what he wants to talk about. It's the serious side. We'll be right back. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. Why? 
online radio at its best. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. We are all in our places with bright, shiny faces. It is the serious side. It is 34 minutes after the hour, and it's time to say hello to the game. Vanessa, good morning to you. How are you this morning? And the no-hitter continues to be broken. All right, Jerome, what's up, man? Good morning to you, brother. <laughs> that is funny. You're no-hitter. I'm good, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Johnny D is in the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Man, this is the first and last word, Mr. Elias, who's fighting with somebody. Good morning, Mr. Elias. Good morning, good morning, sir, and good morning, Vanessa. Mm, good morning, Kathleen. Mm, good morning, Marianne Music. Mm, good morning, Momo B. Mm, good morning, Rich Sister. And Marianne Music, that first song that was played was Jeff Lover, and the name of it was Point Venus. And the the last one was by the Floristers featuring Music Soul Child, and it's called Forever. All right, let's try to get Vanessa just one more again. Good morning, Vanessa. Okay, we're not going to get her this morning. She's here, folks, I promise. All right, as we do every Sunday right here on this show, at this particular time from now on, it is time for you know what. Time for our football picks for the week. And I'm here to tell you, last week, somebody took some some shellackings. And I ain't going to tell you who it is, Johnny D. <clears throat> Boy, last week, John went one and four in his picks. Pew! The rest of us went three. Well, me and Mr. Elias went three and three. And Jerome, you wasn't really any better. You were two and four. Pew! So it's time to pick them for this week. We're picking six games. And uh, since Mr. Elias, you had the better record out of all of us. Well, I'm tied. But since I'm, you know, narrating... I'll let you go first. All right, here we go. Mr. Elias, are you ready to throw down? Give me your yeah. pick on this. Chicago, Detroit, who you got? Oh, I'm going with Detroit, man. Detroit. Oh, boy. What about you? What about you, Mr. Last Place, Johnny D? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think I got any of them right last week. So, <laughs> hey, Chicago, Detroit. It was a win. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I, hey. You know, what, what, I will be honest, once that 1 o'clock game went off and my Steelers lost, nothing else mattered after that. But there is a little pride in me that wanted to come away with something. I was like, I didn't win anything. <laughs> Definitely. So, Chicago, Detroit. Chicago, Detroit. Um, where, where, where are they playing at? They're playing at Chicago. Oh, Chicago? In Chicago, then I, I, I'll take the bear. Oof. All right, what about you, Jerome? Uh, man, um, since, since I got thrown at the bottom, too, so I, I just want to say this, that, um, Jay, um, yes. well, I'm going to pick them by the color of the uniforms today. No, I'm just joking. All right, so I'll come with. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a blue or a, a bad boy black kind of thing today? Let me think. Um, I'm going to go I'm over to Detroit. I'll go with Detroit today. You know what? I'm rolling with you. Listen, Johnny, you're the long wheel. I'm going with Detroit, man. I think they have some instability at quarterback in Chicago. And that young man looks mm-hmm. like he's lost out there. So we'll see. All he's right, Mr. his life. He was running for his life, man. It was it was a shame. All right, two teams that left both of us down last week, but we're going with Johnny on this one. All right, Chicago, I'm sorry, 
Kansas City, Philadelphia. Who you got, John? You need. You need. Did you need to? Oh, you need to I'm not yeah, talking Kansas to you. Kansas I'm not talking City. to you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Casey yeah. on the rebound. Oh well. Okay. What about you, uh, Jerome? <laughs> um, I I want to go with Philly, but I I'm still gonna say Casey. I'll go with Casey. All right, I'm going with Philadelphia. I am the long, long with All right, Arizona, Los Angeles, uh, Rams. Uh, who you got, Jerome? Um, Rams. You're going with the Rams on that one, huh? Okay, all right. What about you, Mr. Uh, LES? Uh, let me go with Arizona, man. Let me go with Arizona. Go with Arizona. I, I want to go with the Rams. Yeah, I want to go with the Rams. But, you want to go with the know. Rams, but... Okay, if you want to go with the Rams, Arizona. why don't you go with the Rams? No, I'll go with the Rams. I got I got them picked in my pool as the winning anyway. So, yeah, I go with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's going with the Rams. All right, Johnny, did you pick on this one? Who you going with, John? No, not yet. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I'm going with Arizona on that one. Ah, long wolf. All right, Seattle, San Francisco. Who you got, Mr. Elias? I got Seattle in that one. Okay. What about you, John? Uh, Where they playing? San Fran. I take the 49ers. You're going with the 49ers. Okay. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I don't think they lose two in a row. Well, okay. What about you, Jerome? All right. Since I went with um, San Fran before, I'm going to go with Seattle. Yeah. All right. Johnny D's a long wolf on this one because I'm rolling with the Seattle Seahawks as well. All right. Uh, let's see here. Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Who you got? Uh, Jerome. Pittsburgh. What about you? Well, John, I'm not asking you. What about you, Mr. Elias? <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Green Bay on that one, Jay. Yeah, I'm going with Green Bay on that one, too. John's going to take another loss, him and Jerome, because they both are going to lose on that one. All right, so uh, let's see. Two more. Let's do Baltimore, Denver. It's Denver for real. Teddy Two Who you got, John, on that one? Where they at? Baltimore? Or... No, they're Denver. Mile high. Uh, Baltimore squeezed out a victory barely last week. I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay, wow. What about you? What about you, uh, Jerome? Uh, I'm. I'll go with Baltimore too. Oh wow. Okay. What about you, Mr. Yeah. Elias? Be more, baby. Be more. All I'm right. I'm the long with. I'm going with Kenny Two Gloves. Ow! All right. Last one on the docket. Tom Brady's going home. Who you got, Mr. Elias? I'm going. I hate to say it, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. They got my frat brother, Richard Sherman. Yep. Oh, okay. oh, they picked him up. Okay, cool. What about yeah, you, John? Yeah, Tampa. What about you, Jerome? Um, I'm going to take the loss, and I'm not even picking. It's a draw. They can both <laughs> knock him. <laughs> you know, Jerome, man, I like that. I'm rolling with you, brother. I'm taking the yeah. loss with you because I was going to pick one, but I don't like either one of them. So I'm with you, Jerome. <laughs> that is it for the week. Our football picks are in. You can check back next week to see how horrible we did. All right, coming up next, Jerome's on the clock. We'll be right back after this. America is starting to breathe again. A decent man as president. A plan to protect us. It feels almost normal. But it's not. 
Republicans still will not admit that President Biden was legally elected, which means they don't believe in democracy. They believe an election is only legitimate if they win. That's not democracy. Their plan? Pass voter suppression bills to block minorities from voting. Take back Congress. Impeach President Biden. We refuse. We refuse to accept the end of the American experiment. We refuse to allow anti-democratic autocrats to steal our country. We choose to fight. And we will not lose. Join us. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. My main man is on the clock. Online radio at its best. Mr. Jerome is free. And uh, it's always interesting to see what uh, Jerome has to bring to the table. So, Jerome, man, the floor is yours. What do you want to talk about, sir, in this last segment of the day? So, I, I really did not have anything but... I'll talk about a news story that I'm going to do later, so we'll, we'll talk about this. Now, there was a professor at the University of Portland, a Portland State University in Oregon, who resigned because he was protesting diversity. Now, I think, huh? I think I've, um, you know, it's interesting, after George Floyd and taking down Confederate statues um, and flags, that there are people in this country who are fighting to make sure that we are brainwashed like we were in the 30s and the 50s and whatever. They're fighting. So this one professor resigned, right, and start, wrote his resignation letter. It's not about him, so I'm not going to say his name because he's an idiot for this. But, okay. you know, the University of Michigan, you know, has, like, they hired, like, 82 diversity officers, right? And um, last week, Western... Washington University announced a black-only housing as a part of their diversity inclusion program, right? And it was designed, they designed a whole entire floor um, just for black folks, right? So the university's website is saying that um, the move will explore a celebration of diversity in black and African-American people and culture. Okay. What I don't think that white folks are getting, what I don't think they're getting is that we are bilingual, and when we're in an environment, we are assimilating you. And white folks don't like to believe that. They think their ice is colder and people need to be, you know, always happy to be around them. But there is technically a different culture, and being white is technically not a culture. So huh. I'm not saying – I don't know how I feel about this. You guys can tell me about the dorm situation. But there are white folks who are spinning that, talking about, oh, we're bringing back segregation and all this other stuff, when you're trying to add in diversity. Because your colonizer wants you to assimilate them and only them. That's what makes everything equal. But when you celebrate or explore your own culture, they say that you're segregating. Whereas if you join the greater culture, they segregate you anyway. So the right. reason why you need black activities or black fraternities or black universities is because in major white universities, black people are alienated. So what do you guys think about the dorm being, uh, now it's not segregated, I stopped using 
their words. What do you think about having an option for students to have a dorm where there are, are people who look like you? I mean, they have fraternities and stuff, so don't get this twisted. White folks have fraternities right. that they live in houses off campus that they put, spend a lot of money, and there are no black people there. So don't right. act like they don't have spaces where there's no diversity. But what do you think about black folks having that on college campuses, at least a floor? Well, you know, I'll be real quick because we have a few minutes left. Uh, I think, but isn't it? Aren't we doing that anyway? I mean, it's like you congregate with people who have your same likes, your same, uh, uh, you know, opinions. I mean, you just, I don't know. It's like that's happening anyway. And so now that someone is saying, hey, you know what, let's make it official. Let's say that this is exactly what it is. All of a sudden people are looking at this crazy. I don't know about looking at this wrong, uh, guys. I mean, aren't we doing this anyway? I mean, don't well, you usually gravitate well, to people that, that you look like? When I was in school, we, you know, my fr- my fraternity had their own floor and and the and the college dorm. So, right. you know, we and everybody on the everybody on the floor, you know, and that, I mean that happens all the time. So it's nothing new. So yeah, I'm with you, Jay. It does. We gravitate to the people who look like us, you know. Yeah. And I I so, I'm, I'm one that went to all white schools. Oh, so I yeah, uh, yeah. went to all black school, but hey, that's a different story. That's my mother. Mm-hmm. You got the best but, of both worlds, yeah. brother. Cream and cream yeah. and chocolate, but that's okay. All right, so uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, uh, we have everybody gets a minute on this one because uh, football took a little bit longer, and I have to figure out a way to get that in there uh, short time. All right, uh, look, Vanessa, here, take sixty seconds. Let's talk about this. What do you think about what, what Jerome is saying? And of course, if you want more conversation about this, just tune in to the show that's coming up after this one. What say you, Vanessa? Vanessa's on mute. And the no-hitter continues uh, to be spoiled. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. All right, uh, what about you? Oh, Vanessa's gone. <laughs> okay, what about you, uh, 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 John? <laughs> Jesus. I had two minutes. We put, he got more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, yeah. go ahead. You know, you know what's interesting? It must have been a week long of, of those type of articles, Um that, that Brother Jerome just brought up about this professor because I know early in the week I sent uh, Jay sent that you and uh, Les yeah. and Miss Vanessa one where you had the young man sitting in the black student union at Arizona State and yep. because he had that police life matters uh, the young lady uh, ran him up off the point and you know and the reason why I sent that is because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, have we really gotten to that point right there? You know, um, so it's interesting. It really and truly is. You know, I, I I will tell you this here. I benefited from some teachings long ago. You know, um, I always say 1986 was, was, was a turning year. Having gone to African-American schools up until the time I was – in 11th grade and really not knowing a lot about myself. And then I, when I started getting into the teachings, um, it it did not make me hate anyone. What it did, it gave me a better understanding of who I was, which for the first time in life, I felt like I was equal to any other person and that, that was in existence. So for me, the knowledge of myself allowed me an opportunity 
to to not look at things in, in, in a subordinate manner, but to sit there and be able to look at people eye to eye and know that there's a rich history behind myself and my purpose. So I didn't turn the teachings into anything of 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 hate and disdain or disassociation. What it did, it just raised my elevation of who I was. And I think when two men have an opportunity to speak amongst one another and they both feel good about who they are, then that's when you can get some productivity done. Hmm. Interesting. Tell you what, man, that was some good stuff, Jerome. I want to talk about this a little bit next week, man. Sorry we ran out of time, but I like this topic. I want to get into this one. Give us some more time. So we'll put it first on the docket next week, Jerome, because uh, I really and truly appreciate you bringing this one to the table. All right, it is time for, well, time is running, so let's get this in real, real quick. Time for Pastor Steve's. Major case where we read comments from the world famous chat room and from social media sites that we check out during the course of the show. Mr. Elias, real quick, you have anything from the world famous chat room, sir? Yes, I do. I have uh, Kavina Man that said, I'm not sold on the $3.5 trillion socialist bill. Socialism is not healthy, in my opinion. Government paid family leave, government paid child care, and monthly checks from government for every child people have. This is too damn much. Oh, wow. Vanessa would love him. Anything else? That's good. That is good All right, so now, I have a few. All right, so look, Pastor Steve says, look, peace and blessings, family. Great show. It's good to hear Miss Vanessa is back. Have a blessed Sunday, family. Appreciate you, Pastor. Larry from Las Vegas says, Jay, y'all need to stick to politics because y'all football picks suck. Love the show, LOL. <laughs> Go to hell, Larry. <laughs> All right, Raymond from Pittsburgh. You mean Johnny's pick sucks, sir. I did pretty good last week. All right, Raymond from Pittsburgh. Look, Pittsburgh, PA. Look at this. Jay, you cracked me up with the baseball analogy of losing the no-hitter when folks don't respond immediately to your question. Uh, peace, Ken, folks. Appreciate you, Raymond. Uh, Sabrina, uh, San Antonio. All right, San Antonio. Good morning, family. Great topic, Johnny. And for someone who says he has nothing to say on the topic, Mr. Jerome, excellent non-response, sir. All right. James Hollywood West from Texas. I like that name, James. I broke my rule. I usually don't read nicknames on the show, but I like the way that flowed. All right, listen. Thanks, John, for bringing up the topic of school shootings. This is a part of the American experience that is undiscussed under-discussed, I'm sorry. Pay attention, people. Jerome is right. In order to understand the issue, we need to focus on the source and the origins of the problem. It's much it's, it's much bigger than the headlines. All right, man. James, appreciate you as always. All right, folks, it is time to get up out of here so you know what time it is. Online radio at its best. All right, folks, this is the first time we did the Sunday morning roundtable in this format. We'll work on it a little bit. It was pretty good, but now it's time for our final thoughts. And since the ladies are out the house, it's the brothers up in this piece. My main man, Johnny D, man, final thoughts. Right. I just want to recognize um, the, the, the women um, of the world, really, as, as we celebrate um, this month of October uh, cancer awareness, breast cancer awareness um, it is a, a month that typically is is forgotten by most but uh, I just wanted to make sure that, that we recognize uh, those young ladies uh, who have 
stayed in in, in the fight and uh, have uh, just basically survivors. And uh, again, thank you, Jay, for this opportunity, uh, Brother Jerome, last. Um, Miss Vanessa, and to all who have allowed us an opportunity to come to your homes, I appreciate it. God bless, and on next week, if it is his will and my purpose, I shall return. My main man. Appreciate you as always. All right, my brother Jerome, man, final thoughts. All right, so I want to say this about my football picks before we get started. I am still actually internally protesting Colin Kaepernick because I don't give a rat about none of them. And uh, <laughs> I just want to say I am still in the fight. I don't even really watch them. I, I watch the highlights, and that's as far as I can go with you today. Um, that is it. That's all I'm saying about that. Now, I love it. I, I love it. Yeah, I didn't hear what um, um, the topic that Vanessa had about Cosby, but I do want to reiterate the same thing that I've always said about these topics especially people like Cosby, is that um, we have a tendency of beating down our own people even when they have been exonerated or acquitted. We did that with O.J. Cosby, they should never have even brought charges against him. I don't care what nobody's story is. And we need to remain diligent on this. When it comes to people critiquing your folks, you can make black people villains more you can make um, people like I can't remember the guy who's the the uh, movie guy who married his stepdaughter, uh, like uh, whatever Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like oh, wow. we don't even hold yeah. on to that. And people go watch a Woody Allen movie, but they still can't watch the Cosby Show. Cosby Show was a great show. Go watch the Cosby Show and a different world. But for whatever. Um, happens to us when it's black folks we have this tendency of making it 10 times or 20 times as harsh than anybody else on this planet we beat ourselves up more than anybody so I don't know what the topic was mind you but I can tell you let it go and forget that woman who brought the charges it should never have been brought anyway that was the DA who brought charges not that woman so forget her too All right, I'm out Everybody have a good week, and don't send your letters to Jay. Well, no, send your comments to Jay. Jay enjoys it. <laughs> well, I do. I really get a kick out of all of them. <laughs> really do. All right, man. Brother, gets first and last word. Uh, Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts. Look, folks, they're, they're trying to stop your right to vote. And if you don't see this, then something's wrong with you. And if you don't agree with them, and if, you, if they lose the election, guess what? They're putting themselves in place so that if they lose the election, they're not going to lose the election. They're going to tell you, well, we don't like that vote. We don't like who voted, who you voted for, so we're not going to give you that person who you voted for. So, folks, if you don't see this coming a mile away, contact your congressmen, your senators, and everybody else that you can contact and let them know this is how you're feeling. And don't vote for these people. If, don't, if, don't, if nobody votes for you and you don't have your right to vote, guess what? They won't get in office. They'll find a way to get around it, but they but if you beat them at their own game, they can't beat you. All right, and uh, Johnny D stole my thunder a little bit, but that's okay. I want to reiterate what he said. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so if you love your mother, your sister, your wife, your auntie, your cousin, whoever that person, your best friend, your coworker, encourage him or her 
to go and have a mammogram done because men can get breast cancer as well. To learn more about mammograms and breast cancer, just visit www.cdc.gov and you can learn all you need to know about breast cancer. Once again, take a loved one to the doctor. Make sure that they get that mammogram. It's something easy. Ladies, you can do self-examinations as well. Make sure something that's so preventable and cure and can be cured, if it's called early, there's no excuse. Get out there and do it. Get out there and do it because we don't want we don't want to lose anyone to something that could be preventable. Mm-hmm. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Wow Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. We consider it a blessing. So for Vanessa, for John, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. We'll see you next week if it's God's will. And don't forget to mask up. Coming up next on the Need to Know Basis with my main man, Jerome Spree. Keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 The First Lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for need to know basis with the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit and all his legion of fans. Jerome, man, what do you have on the docket this morning, sir? Okay, you know, our first story, I just want to say in our global... Um, what is it? The um, I don't know why I'm at a loss of words already, and I just started. What is it? Climate change. Yes, and our climate yeah. change news. They said that global sea levels are rising at an alarming rate, and it's, it doesn't seem like a lot, but this does mean a lot. It's 0.12 inches a year thanks to mm-hmm. melting ice. So this is the um, fifth ocean state report published by... Um, uh, a marine service and it's using a combination of satellite observation and direct measurements around the world and again we are having climate change issues people so just want to put that out when when your legislature wants to cut their carbon emissions or something you're like ah oh, that don't mean nothing it's just wasting money just know that this is happening whether you're acknowledging it or not global warming now wow. they said that the Warming oceans is causing fewer bright clouds to reflect sunlight in this space. So if you don't know how this works, they said that it's trapping even more energy on our planet, according to a new study. So decades of measurements of the Earth's shine allows um, this, you know, team in New Jersey, it's the Institute of Technology, to get a better picture of the impact of climate change and how much sunlight the Earth reflects. So... Again, without going into too much science, when you have asphalt, for example, right, when you're paving roads, it is absorbing heat into the ground opposed to reflecting it back out into space. So your ground is heating up the more that you pave and have asphalt opposed to having wooded, you know, trees and grass and all that other stuff. So they're saying that we don't have as many bright clouds as we used to. Which is kind of weird. 
again, all of the water that we're ever going to have and has ever had on this earth is just recycled. I don't think most people know that. Um, I think NPR did a great job on saying that we're drinking um, dinosaur urine because technically all of the water that has ever been here is still here. It's in the ocean. It goes up to the clouds. And then it rains back down. It is filtered through water. Uh, it's filtered through rock. And then it comes back out. We drink it, and it go. It's just a, it's just recycled water. Just want to say that for the record. I know that sounds disgusting for a Sunday morning, but I thought I'd share. Uh, Jay, the, your, um, your your next comments are going to be like, why do we have to have a need to know basis? Like they're going to be like, we need to take this off. Oh, okay, sorry. All right. So <laughs> McDonald's plan to reduce its plastic. Um, it's plastic waste and it's Happy Meal toys by 90% by 2025 by switching um, to toys made out of recycled cardboard plants and other sustainable materials. So I don't know. That wouldn't work well with my evil Knievel, like race thing back in the day. But okay. <laughs> <Really? laughs> if, you can, if you can do that with planting cardboard, make it happen. Oh, Jay, and I know Johnny did this earlier when he went back to his elementary school days, without telling our age, is it true or not that bicycles back then will literally kill you if you bump your knee on the bar? Like, I don't know what kind of metal they was using back then. (laughs) What what about the steel kettles? What about the steel kettles with the reflectors on them? Yes. How many times have I scraped my shin just by slipping off that pedal? Oh my oh, God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. These kids are really protected now. It's that old George Carlin joke that um, back in the days we didn't wear helmets, and if you was dumb enough to ride your bike off of a um, off of a ramp, <laughs> you're just not here to tell about it because you are yep. getting saved by Jack. <laughs> it was a much dangerous world for kids back then. That's right. it. Yep. Amazon yeah. lob- is lobbying the um, federal government. Um, they want them to federally legalize weed. This is Amazon. I'm After the tech giants, they relax I'm their drug What'd you say? You with them? I'm with them. I'm with them. Legalize. Hey, quit playing. You know, Jay, can you reach out? I think we need Amazon as a sponsor. They want to legalize <laughs> weed. They can be a sponsor of the show now. Well, what won't you do, Miss Elias? Miss Elias, you do it since you're the only pothead on the show. Hey, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I do not have a problem with it. Cut him out. We can give, we can give ah, him his weed sex if we won't. You <laughs> <laughs> can call half Snoop on. You can interview for our whole weed segment sponsored by Amazon. Um, <laughs> now, Amazon said it will continue to lobby the U.S. government to legalize marijuana, noting that it has endorsed the recently introduced Cannabis Administration Opportunity Act. I don't know what that is, but that sounds lovely. And I don't even smoke mm-hmm. weed, but the Cannabis Administration Opportunity Act. It's the opportunity to have cannabis. Now, mm-hmm. although I'm making jokes about this, I do know plenty of people who have ailments that they're saying that CBD, what is it, CBD oil is helping yeah, with CBD chronic oil. pain and a bunch of other stuff. And, and okay. one of my boys from back in the days who had like, some other ailments, like he like like Smokey, he said, I've been smoking since I was eight. <laughs> like he said, technically, <laughs> when he was in the hospital, they wanted to give him painkillers, and he said, nope, just let me get home to my stash. And the doctor laughed and said, okay. 
and he has a medical marijuana card, by the way. He don't have a stash no more. Yeah. But anyway, so weed is medicinal as well as recreational. So don't think that we're promoting recreational uses. Although we're not not promoting it. I just want to run that disclaimer for LES. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Mr. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, <laughs> now, um, oh, you know, I didn't talk about this, but, you know, uh, I, and I know we did this on a, um, a few shows before that segment where we did comments from Friday from movies and I did, you mm-hmm. know, particular lines or whatever. Do you know comedian and, um, and actor... Anthony Johnson passed away in Los Angeles at the age of 55. Yes. He's hell. You know, he, he played, he played Ezel Ezel on Friday. Friday for those who didn't yep. know. My mm-hmm. neck and my back. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask Jay to give us a line, but my bad. I think I stole one. Um, Jay, give me a line from Anthony Johnson. <laughs> I Did you I stop him? Hey, look here. He said, no, 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 no. He told my son, smoke it. Okay, you're not back there, there you go. Don't you tell nobody. Shut up, Ezell. You don't keep thinking it. I ain't going to tell nobody else. <laughs> okay, he had to pick that one. Elias, do you have one? He picked one about Oh, uh, do I have one? Uh, uh, let me, uh, I, I watched a cop for a dollar. <laughs> Smokey, yeah. when you get See, done with that, I, I clean, no, you said, Smokey, when you get done with that, I clean that all up for a dollar. <laughs> I clean all that stuff. Okay, so I hurt my I was, neck and my back. <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna go neck and my back, but I thought of the other one where he says, um, "I saw, I saw a window open, so I said, F it." That's when he broke into the house and tried to get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Right. So, so, uh, so um, Anthony Johnson was ra- born and raised in Compton, California. He was um, he started his house party. In 1990, and Friday, um, in 95, he's a successful stand-up, you know, Def Comedy Jam, I remember him on. Um, He's had guest roles on Lethal Weapon 3, Minister Society. Um, He's also, he was, they were in talks to do last, the last Friday. And I know Ice Cube is pissed, because Ice Cube said this when John Witherspoon passed, passed, that the studio is holding him up so long that they can't get last Friday done. They could have had this done a couple years ago. And he said they're holding them up. So now, you know, Anthony Johnson has passed and John Witherspoon has passed. So, yeah, you know um, what? And Anthony Johnson was in a, uh, just a, he's in a movie now uh, on Netflix called Candy. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, it's, uh, that's the way, I think that's his last movie credit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but if you want to go back and see him in old stuff, he was in Moesha and Martin and Malcolm and Eddie and, you know, Ice Cube movie, The Player Club, and Masterpiece movie, I Got the Hookup. Like, he was in a lot of movies. So, you know, um, Anthony Johnson, they said they found he was passed out at a store. And uh, they rushed him to the hospital. And wow. they, yeah, they didn't say, um, you know, what the cause of death was. But, yeah, I, that, uh, much respect to him and, and the work that he's put in. Um, his, I mean, even doing the heated East Coast, West Coast stuff, he played um, Easy e in one of, uh, in the early Dr. Dre videos, Dre Day. And um, so he ran in the show mm-hmm. night. He's from Compton. And so he said that they ran up on him kind of funny. He was like, it was an acting job, buddy. 
Right. He doesn't you know. <laughs> like, don't, don't start that nonsense of who like who. He was acting. So, um, but, yeah, so like I said, and John, John Webb School passed in 2019. It seemed like it was yesterday. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to miss, miss both of them. And I'm never going to stop watching Fridays. It come on on a marathon like every Friday anyway. So we're going to watch Friday. Really? Uh, every version of Friday that there is. Matter of fact, he wasn't mm-hmm. in next Friday, was he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't in next. He was only in the first one. He was on the very first one, yep. Oh, yeah. See, that that's just wrong right there. He was such a big part of that movie. All right. Mm-hmm. So much to him and his family. Now, American Airlines, Alaskan Airlines, and JetBlue will require all staff to get COVID-19 vaccine um, after the um, Biden administration's mandate for their gov- um, government contractors. So, so if you don't know, the airlines provide special flights, um, cargo hauls, and other services for the government. They actually deliver mail in some of those airlines as well, and they said that that makes them government contractors. So when President Biden puts a vaccine, uh, vaccine mandate, they have to abide by it. They're not going to lose their mm. government contractors just because your flight attendant don't want to get vaccinated. Right. You can see why a lot of people mm. want to get fired. Because yep. they're like, and I have to again remind you, we're in a pandemic. I'm against vaccinations randomly, but we're in a pandemic, people. So get over it and get vaccinated. This is mm-hmm. something people not, you know, um, it is not something to play with. Now, YouTube has banned their prominent anti-vaxxers, including Robert F. Kennedy and um, Joseph uh, Mercola, and will remove videos um, what they say are peddling misinformation about COVID, MMR, and chickenpox vaccines, and all other um, Vaccination. So Google owns Google owns YouTube, by the way, and they said that they're banning all of misinformation, um, and they've removed one thousand uh, one hundred thirty thousand videos so far as Damn. a result. Yeah. Wow. And they said that more hmm. soap was needed to clamp down on broader false claims of vaccines, and they um, put out a new policy, and they're just saying that. They're going to terminate the channels of high-profile users that spread misinformation. So they're going hmm. after everybody. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? We should have talked about this. You know, I still think in freedom of speech they should not. Again, we're in a pandemic, but I think you should still be able to say some things that need to be said. Now, I don't agree yeah. with um, who is the crazy folk. I don't agree with nobody on Fox. Like, seriously. But technically, do I think they need to be banned? Um, no, but I actually would advise people not to listen to Fox or what's that, name? What's that fool's name? Um, Have you seen that Fox News has stricter uh, COVID protocols than anybody? They have yes. stricter protocols than any, any. They have stricter protocols than the airlines. They, yeah. If you don't get, you got to get tested every day. If you don't take the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I talked about that last week. I talked about that last week, how mm-hmm. phony they are, how they sit around there and preach all this nonsense. But Fox has mm-hmm. more stricter protocols than anybody. And the bottom line is, is that their their protocols is more stricter than what President Biden has put out there. 
And all those yep. people are vaccinated, so they just continue to kill their own people. Yeah, I talked about that crap last week. I'd be phony bastards all over there. Yeah. Yep. So, so rather it's Tucker, Tucker Carlson or or um, or Trump, all them fools are vaccinated, telling people not to get mm-hmm. vaccinated. Like, how crazy yep. is this that they are championing the fact that they are causing chaos? You have people rushing, bum rushing. Um, you know, school board meetings talking about I don't want to wear a mask. Stay home, right? Yeah, like, really. I, you know what? Here, here's a here's a um, here's a solution to that problem that just popped in my head. Is that I think the government should waive. Like, like there's a there's a law that says that you have to send your kid to school, right? It's mandatory that you send them to school. I think under the pandemic, you should waive that. Leave their ass at home. <laughs> You don't want to get them vaccinated. Yeah. You don't want them to have a mask. Stay home. Now your your kids yeah. won't go to next grade, but hey, if that's gonna be your choice, <laughs> you're sacrificing a yeah. year of your kid's life. Make it right. Happen. Yeah. That would be a, a great solution for everybody. If you don't, if your kid has to go to school by law, and you don't want them to go or be vaccinated or wear a mask, the government can waive should waive you out of even going. Now, mm-hmm. if you get that virus and that child dies at home, you can't sue nobody, right? If your child is not That's eating because sure. they're not getting school lunch, you can't sue nobody. You can't say that they have a right to go. So that might be a good solution for those people who are listening to. But, but isn't that, those but, but Jerome, isn't that a part of what I was saying when y'all kind of came at me when I said during you know the serious side? Well, should we even give a damn about folks who like, hey, you know what? You don't want to get vaccinated, you die. Case of I, you know, bye. I mean, because what are you going to do? Isn't that the same yeah. thing, kind of? Well, yes, I, I will I will give you that. You're right that that's us putting in, we're letting them make their choice. If, if they want freedom of choice, we are giving them the option to make that choice. You're saying that we shouldn't give a damn, like our humanity should not give a damn about them, Right. And that's different. Oh, I'm not saying that. Hold on now. I'm not saying. I'm just saying people that think that way. Yeah. Right. When when you said that before, I was saying, of course, we're going to care, but we shouldn't give a damn to the point that we need to affirmingly make any action. Like, we we don't have to go to your house and check on you. (laughs) Like, we're not doing none of that. If you choose to opt out, you need to... Your consequences, your consequences, what your freedom is, right? They do this to people on social services all the time. If you don't work, you don't eat, right? They say that nonsense. Like people voluntarily don't work. Right. Right. right? And so everybody's afraid of us talking about, you know, um, Hello? Did we leave Jerome? I don't know if Jerome's still here or not. Uh, he looks like he's still here. Guys, listening to uh, On a Need to Know Basis with my man, man Jerome Esprit. Looks like he is having some some, some mic issues. But, I, I, you know, just to kind of carry on to what he was talking about, you know, the bottom line is that I'm never, I'm never going to be a person that says you don't uh, mourn the death of an individual. But... It's like saying, Mr. Elias, if somebody takes a gun and blows their brains out, 
you know, I mean, that's a bad example because people that usually commit suicide have some other issues that uh, were not, they have underlining issues. So let's not use that. That's not a good example. But the other example I'll use is if you tell somebody, hey, if you walk through that door, your butt going to fall to your death. And you, and you give them all the information, <laughs> they walk through the door, they go. It's like if you yeah. make the decision to do something ridiculous that's going to cause your death, okay, that's one thing. But the bigger issue, Ms. Elias, is the fact that you have people that are walking amongst us that can accidentally kill, some, kill somebody else. That you love. That's the problem. You don't live in this world by yeah. your damn self. Yeah, that's for sure. But they don't care. You know? They do not care. They don't give a damn about nothing. Nobody with themselves. And, you know, I always hear that. Well, it's my freedom. Like Kyrie Irving said, he's not going to get vaccinated. Because Isn't that of crazy? Freedom. You're 100, What's going you're, on with you're him? 100% right. Yes. Him and uh, a couple other in the league. And I was oh, like, that's your right. Golden State Warriors, yeah. yeah. Dwayne uh, Wiggins. You know, yeah. that's, that's your right not to. But it's also my right not to have to want to play around you. So, you know, we all have rights, brother. You know, so I, you know, what was good for the goose should be good for the gander. Yeah, but but see, I was hearing some argument on that front about that situation where a lot of NBA players are saying, you know, some of the older heads that are out the game. Wait a minute, when you became an NBA player, you became a part of the public, so you have lost all those rights. You don't, don't act like oh, I, don't, I want to be private. No, bro, you are a role model for a lot of people. Kyrie, I'm shocked at Kyrie Irving, but then again, maybe I shouldn't be because he did say that the earth was flat. So, you know, somebody yeah. that talks like that, you know, you have to really start thinking, man, what is your, man, really, <laughs> what is really up with you? The, the, the earth is flat. Man. Come on, bro. Yeah. I mean, he went, he went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, the earth is flat. Now you don't want to get vaccinated. You know, I was talking to somebody else the other day about vaccinations. And it was like, well, I just don't trust the information. Then, okay, okay, I tell you, this person lives in the city of Houston. I said, I'll tell you what you do. Then go to where the white folks are getting the medicine. If you think they're trying to kill you, go to River Oats. They ain't trying to kill them. It's just amazing to me how people are not taking this thing serious. I was at my daughter's basketball game the other, you know, the other day, and it's just people running around there without no mask. They vaccinated, I guess. I don't trust it to that point. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. so. I don't trust it to that point because at the end of the day, all this is new. And so they're talking about all these studies and all. Listen, they don't usually when the medicine come to market, there are years and years and years of study. And so at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's just ridiculous. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We just heard from Jerome. Jerome is trying to get back into his, Mr. Elias. If you could try to bring him in on your end, I'll entertain the masses while you're gone. All right. So here's the deal. The one thing I'm going to say about vaccinations, and I'm going to say this, and, uh, and I'm going to leave it at, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking about it. No, I'm not. I'm going to continue to preach about it because you need to, you need to understand the importance of it. You got Mr. Spree back in the house? Yes, I do. All right, Jerome. Yes, it's all yours, brother. I'm out of here, man. Got me working overtime hey, wait, on a Sunday. You it's your show. Yes, sir. Hey, before, you, before you go, I want to say this. The one time what? I agree with Jay, Jay kicks me out. See how that works? Oh, that's, see, that's a lie. That's a lie. And the truth ain't in you. That's a lie. And the truth ain't in you, Jerome. <laughs> you gentlemen be blessed. I love it. What? 
the governor told the crowd, as governor of California, let me do what apparently the Manhattan Beach Council was was unwilling to do. I want to apologize to the family. Mm -hmm. Even though they agreed to give it back, they still wouldn't apologize for taking it unlawfully. Mm -hmm. But they did waive all of those laws and rules that said that if they sell it, they don't even get sales tax on it. The mm. governor put that in there. Wow. They were so wrongly, un- they were, if you had to go from 1924 to now to get your land back, you mm. should be exempt for any new laws and any new regulations that happened since then. So right. they're exempt all of them. Mm. Wow. You know, yep. So they, they can do what they want. They can build houses on it. They cannot. Or, you know, an option is they can still lease it back to the city um, or the county or whomever it is so that they can still do like training for lifeguards and they can train at, at fair market value. It's worth $72 million, so their rent is going to be high. Yeah, that ain't no joke there. Yep. I make them put, I make them put a $10 million down payment on it first. Mm-hmm. That's no and, joke there. And then I can, yep, they wronged them. Yeah. So, there you go. Also, you know, Governor um, Gavin Newsom signed a restrictive police reform um, this week, including raising the age of new police officers to 21, taking mm-hmm. away badges for racial bias, and creating a new oversight body despite dozens of union objections. Of course, they did. Mm-hmm. So the California governor signed uh, um, eight new police reform bills uh, into law on Thursday including restricting the use of force practices um, that have the result in death and, and injury. Hmm. So God bless them. They tried to recall him, and he came back with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because you know how people go, you know, you make campaign promises and don't do anything. He is like, okay, you know what? I played the middle of the road. I played Obama for as long as I could, that middle <laughs> of the road and not upsetting boys. Now... See, I'm hoping that somebody would actually do that. Yeah. Right. It's it's like it's like you know, and I know I seem like I'm jumping around, but it's kind of like looking at Democrats like um, Joe Manchin and Cinema. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're conservative Democrats, right? So they're siding with Republicans most of yeah. the time. When yeah. the Democrats want to do something, they're like, oh no, I'm a Democrat, but I don't want to do that. Well, technically, you're acting like a Republican, so you are a Republican. Well, damn it. What gets me is when he says, well, we, we need to work bipartisanly. They, they, they don't work bipartisan. When, when McConnell wanted to put the Supreme Court justice up there, did he work bipartisan then? He just said, nope, I'm going to put it up there, and damn, I don't care what you say. They don't, they don't right. work with the bipartisan. I'm like, why do you keep, why do you keep asking that? Like, it's going to be, oh, it's gonna, we're going to work bipartisanly. No, you're not going to do it. And that's just the way it works with them. Yeah, and so when, whenever we have, a, um, whenever we're in a situation where we get people who are trying to make us work with the people who are trying to hurt you, you need to look at them like they're crazy. Yeah. Because we have a bad habit. The problem with the Democratic Party, um, you know, and I just had this question yesterday. Someone asked um, because a Republican approached a black female, and the, the Republican was black. And he, he kind of, she, she was asking me, what did I think about something that he said, where he was saying, don't you think 
black people need to be on both sides. Like we need to um, have representation across the board and not just on one side. And I, my response to that is, you know, and I'm an independent. My response was that all black people need to be independent to begin with so that each side has to lobby to them and they literally have to give us something for us to support them. If we don't do that, forget it. But the Democratic Party is such a big tent party, right? You know, LGBT stuff or women's suffrage stuff or whatever, that black people are just one of many um, lobbying groups. And we still don't even rate high enough in the Democratic Party to get any favoritism. So when people complain that Obama didn't do anything, they're like, oh, he made sure he signed some things for gay rights and lit up the White House with LGBT stuff. But did he do that on Black History Day or put Kwanzaa lights up on the White House? No. Right? Because he still didn't want to be too black. So black people don't have a chance to lobby inside any of those groups. But I told her there is no way in hell you should be a Republican. That black man who told you that, he lost his damn mind. You do not... (laughs) You do not negotiate with terrorists, right? That's they good. Don't, they don't want you here. They want you subservient, subservient, right? And until the Republican Party comes out and flat out denounces Trump's assault on black folks, you cannot trust none of them because they right. vote, like said, like Ms. McConnell, they still vote in packs. Right. So if you're, you know... Democrats have more free-thinking people. That's why they can't stick together. But no. Republicans, they vote as a block. So if you vote for one Republican, you're voting for their whole agenda. Hmm. And it's going to hurt you. So I told her, you know, ask me that question again, right? <laughs> you do not, even though I don't trust the Democratic Party to be fair and balanced to black people, those fools want to kill you. Yeah, that's for sure. So, yep, so there's really no option in that. You know, there's only one party that actually can, that kind of half listens to you, but the other one really doesn't. Yeah, that's for so, sure. You know, so when people, and here, here's my next story, is stereotypical of this, right? So the NRA, um, their board of directors voted to reelect CEO Wayne LaPierre to his position as chief executive officer, despite the scandal of the group's finances him spending money on his personal side that the organization in May tried to file bankruptcy to cover up the money that they misappropriated, and they still put him back in as CEO. Mm. Wow. What does that tell you? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they want Cosby show back on, like, Cosby show is on air, but everybody hates Cosby, but in his case, he was exonerated. Like, he should not ever been brought charges against. So he he's not a felon. He didn't... It, there was nothing on his record for him even being in jail because they had to expunge all of it. And we can't let that go. This dude stole money. He tried to file bankruptcy. He is still in court. And them fools still elected him as their leader. <laughs> that Republican Party that I know. Mm. Right? Wow. No matter what they do, you know, it's like Trump. You know, Trump says, F you, I'm not holding no press conferences, forget you, I'm putting Giuliani in here. 
And then Biden comes along, and they're like, Biden's just like Trump. Biden is nothing, nothing like Trump. Nothing like Trump. Nothing. Yeah. But they do this false equivalent thing with Republicans that they really will try to make you think, hey, Biden has a border crisis. Well, Trump was locking little kids in cages. Right. <laughs> right? He, That's no he, joke, yeah. Right, you can't make a, 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 a equivalent like this false equivalence when you really come down to it. So, yeah, we have to we have to rake this stuff over the coals a little bit differently because Republicans are really good at marketing and spin. They I think that's what I told Jay earlier, and he didn't agree with me. I said they're good at they're good at messaging. They'll, they'll get their message out there and they'll stick to their guns. With them, the Democrats, they're poor at it. But the yep. Republicans, they'll say uh, the yep. sky's green and it's, it's skies, everybody says the sky's green, they'll stick with it. They'll, they'll make you believe that a shoe is popcorn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It really is. If you just chew it long enough, it'll dissolve. Like they will mm-hmm. give a mm-hmm. good reason to believe what they're saying, knowing that, and you, you wouldn't even know that. You'll be like, that's not true. And they will mm-hmm. say it enough that will, um, that will throw you. Like there are yeah. billboards of um, a friend of mine told me I think it was in Virginia, and there's a billboard of Biden with a turban or something saying that he's friendly with the Taliban. Wow! And I, and I said that's Republicans right there, <laughs> right? They're really good at this because Trump invited the Taliban to the damn White House and signed mm. that agreement with them. But now you're going to blame what's going on now on Biden. For having a relationship with them, but that was Trump that did. Right. Hell, he invited them to uh, to Camp David, and they told him it was a bad idea. You do, you can't, uh, you can't do yeah. that. Well, See, they're they're terrorists again. But when Trump was in office, they weren't terrorists. He was just yeah. a ghost. Right. But now it's like, why are you talking to them? It's like your man signed an agreement with them. Yeah. Now they're about to run Afghanistan. And now you're like, well, we shouldn't deal with them because they're killers. Yeah, they were killers when, you know, they were murderers yeah. when that. Yeah. And he let 5,000 Taliban out of jail. They, they, yeah. They, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Do your research. There's a way of spinning that. And so, you know, a part of us having this conversation is, is so that when people go back to work or go back to school and they're having this conversation with people, that they understand that that's just that's just marketing manipulation to make you believe something is true that they know is not true. That's false. Mm. And it's not, you know, that whole coin of fake news was started because they were lying so much that they kept calling news fake because they were putting bad news out there to make you not believe anything. Mm. So it's a part of our pathology in this country. And it's probably European culture and pathology too. It wrapped in there because we are a society, if you grew up in the United States or you grew up in any um, any nation that told you fairy tales when you grew up, you need mm-hmm. to understand what a fairy tale is. Fairy tales are all about deception. Right. When you grow up in a, as an adult, and somebody can easily manipulate you by saying, well, you don't really know what's going on, and you believe that nonsense, that's a part of your programming. You need to know the difference between your own anxiety about something that you don't know and about understanding something that you do know. So the difference in folk tales 
for example, in African folk tales, is they teach you how to live. Fairy tales teach you about deception. So if you have trust issues, it's because you were raised on on stories that, you know, you're watching cheaters all day and <laughs> my stalker in Lifetime all day, you know, and it's programming you. It is programming your belief system. So it's easy to, you know, I, it, it, I find it to be, you know, this is just my sick way of saying, I find it to be fascinating by the people who are actually believing that stuff so wholeheartedly that they can't see the forest for the trees. Mm. But there are people who can't. They're like, no, that's what they said. And like, mm-hmm. you just have the story and you're good. And, yeah. and again, we have this conversation every now and then about the OJ situation where people cannot update their thinking because the media did such a good job of programming people to make them believe something that once they took it all back, nobody saw the retraction. Hmm. You know, nobody saw the retraction of the fact that OJ wasn't even there when that happened. Hmm. (laughs) Right? Or that Marsha Clark and those guys literally... um, hid Nicole's boyfriend that she had at the time and would not let him go to trial because they didn't want him to testify um, to where he was. Where were you when that happened? Hmm. Said, you know, they're like, oh, Judge, we can't find him. They hid his butt out. So nobody can update their thinking as the more of that story. So we have to do that, and we get to do that on this show. It's kind right. of the, the beauty of being here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, you, you know, just and, and another story, you know, the CDC, well, before I get to that one, scientists are predicting a maximum human life, lifespan uh, of saying that we may be able to live up to 130 by the end of the century. Wow. People live to 130. Mm. Now, this is uh, science from the ATC Business School in, in Montreal. They're saying that it's possible. Now, the oldest person is like 126, I think, who just recently passed, 126, mm. And they're saying that we're getting to a point that people are going to live longer. Wow. Hence, hence the anxiety of Republicans, mm. right? Because they still feel like being that their, um, their um, birth, um, their, the numbers of of reproduction is going down amongst white folks and going up amongst everybody else, that they feel that anxiety of being minorities themselves, that when you're living longer, you're going to try to keep power for as long as possible. Right. You know? Yeah, because they, they're scared that the minorities are going to take over and they have the minorities to do what they've been doing to people all these years. That's what they're scared of. Yeah. So, so I... I have a, I have news. I know this is breaking news. So if you want to uh, start your tape recorders now, let the, let this go. Black people are not white folks. We don't do that. <laughs> I just want to I just want to put that out there. Our gene of compassion uh, in Native Americans, we don't do what you do. It's not even in us. It is why we are the victims of like colonization to begin with. But their fear that we're going to treat them like they treated us like they treat us is really in their own minds. Mm-hmm. They think a human condition, you know, that our humanity does that. And that's not our humanity. Their humanity is affected. It's not ours. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now the American bumblebee 
get this, may be classified as an endangered species. Mm. They said a population of essential pollinators, like just of regular bees, have declined by 89% in the last 20 years. Wow. Isn't that weird? Okay, so I had to think back. Remember, you'll be at the park and you always swatting bees and stuff? Mm-hmm. Notice, but I don't see as many bees. No, they've they said that. They've been saying that for, oh, for years now that the, the bee population is declining, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm. that's how your flowers get pollinated and all this. And the, the only time I really see bees is, you know, when I'm, you know, we have, you know, some bushes that, you know, that are flowers. And so when I'm cutting the grass, I still swat them away, but it's not as bad as it used to be. It used to be no. really bad. But, yeah, they said the... Um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is considering putting the American bumblebee on the endangered species list. Um, the once common insect numbers have declined 89% in two decades. Mm. So, wow. I, you know, most people don't like bees. I can't have a Save the Bees fund, but still. <laughs> it, it, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work as a, um, as, as, a, as a fundraiser. You know, mm-hmm. like, bees. Now, the CDC, their CDC report claiming that schools with no mask mandate had 3.5 times more COVID outbreaks than those that did not. Mm. 3.5%. So they're saying um, um, this is just days after L.A. County study found that classrooms were not, um, that some of the classrooms were not linked to frequent cases, but... In that new CDC report, they found that of 191 COVID outbreaks, 59% um, were um, among schools with no mandates compared to 8.4% in schools that had um, one the year before. Mm. So people who don't have mandates, they're having nearly a 60% outbreak. Wow. And the people who do have an 8.4% chance. Mm. Yeah. I always tell us the numbers. Yep. Yep. You cannot fight the numbers, right? Mm hmm. You know, now on Friday, do you know the U.S. surpassed 700,000 COVID deaths? That's according to John. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yep. More than the number who died in the world, in the world war. I think both of them together. <laughs> we didn't have 700,000 people die. But mm. we haven't. We're in a pandemic. I hate to keep yelling that, but it's still true. Yes, we are. And people yeah. seem to forget that, man. Yeah. Yep. Again, I don't I don't really believe in vaccinations either generally, but during a pandemic, people are dying and I know people who died and we all know people who died of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we say it's not real. <laughs> like you know what people are like, COVID is not real. They're dying of something else. No, people are dying of COVID. That's you know what for it's sure. That is for sure. Now, you know, in uh, the Vatican, the Vatican employs without proper um, 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 vaccination cards, I guess they call them a certificate, um, proving that they're vaccinated or um, have returned negative COVID tests will be considered unjustly absent and will be paid no salary. The Vatican is like, y'all getting vaccinated. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're not even playing with nobody. When the Pope was 
y'all should get vaccinated and I'm blessing it. He's like, y'all, y'all ain't coming around me. Like, mm-hmm. there's, <laughs> like, I know what they saying out there. And you know how people are like, well, I'm, a, you know, I'm religious and God's going to take care of me. The Pope mm-hmm. is like, look, God told me that there's a vaccination. <laughs> so that get vaccinated. Dude, it was, it was a pastor I just saw on the news. This dude was against vaccination, and he said that, I, that God is going to take care of and all this other stuff. And he's in the hospital now with it because he can't breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God yep. did take care of you. Like, you know, he did. He gave you a vaccine to take you. To. <laughs> and he said, uh-huh. he said, do what you will. Right? Yep. <laughs> he kind of kept it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, United Airlines announced on Tuesday that 583 unvaccinated members of their 67,000 um, staff members may face termination after they refuse to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. along with others who requested exemption. So, again, we're in a pandemic, so we're not really telling you to, you know, um, oh, you know, I'm sorry, we're not really telling you to do anything. We're in a pandemic, so you, your safety you getting vaccinated is hurting other people. Like, mm. I, I think I said this on the show before. You know, I don't believe in seatbelts, personally. Right? Because I grew up during a time that seatbelts wasn't, wasn't <laughs> mandatory. So I didn't think that. I thought that that's a bad law. We should wear seatbelts, and I always wear my seatbelt. But it's not because of the law. I think that that's a personal responsibility issue. So if you're in a seatbelt, you can die from getting in a car accident if you don't wear a seatbelt. That's so good. You can hurt yourself, but that's a personal responsibility. When you hurt other people, then technically there should be a rule. So if you catch COVID, that is your own personal business. But if you make somebody else sick, now the government has to do something, right? So there's a big difference between personal responsibility and how you affect other people. So we have street signs and lights and stuff so that you don't run your car into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Crossing walks so that you don't hit some kid crossing the street from school. Like, those laws are just because you can do damage to somebody else. That's if it sure. was just doing damage to yourself and you live out in the woods and you don't want to get vaccinated, don't. Yeah. That's right? what, yeah, really. Yep. Don't go to no grocery store. Don't Don't make anybody else sick because you chose to live your life, but once you start affecting other people, then we have a responsibility. As I like how I like how New York is locking it down. Oh, <laughs> New, yeah, York New York ain't playing around, man. They're locking it down. They're like, dude, you don't want to get you don't have to get vaccinated. Just don't come yep. to work no more. You can't don't go to, to work. Can't, don't come to work. You can't go to shows. You can't go to ball games. You can't do none of this stuff. So and, don't be. And, and, you know, if you lose your job because you don't want to get vaccinated, you know you can't get unemployment in the United States. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I can't. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Kyrie Irving. I'm really interested to see that one. Yeah. Kyrie, I do one later. Hmm? You know, you know who had a good um, thing about this? Um, what is his name? Kendrick Perkins. Mm-hmm. And he said when he had knee surgery, the doctor said, take this for pain. And he said he took it. He didn't go vet it. He didn't go through and was like, I don't know what those cases like. He said, I made it stop. We don't vet stuff. He goes, I don't understand athletes who are saying, well, I ain't do enough research. It's like you don't do research on anything anyway. Really? Right? You mm-hmm. can just look at the numbers 
and ask somebody who knows opposed to you saying, oh, I need to figure this out myself. But if that's your choice, Kyrie Irving, and mm-hmm. you want to get out of the league, so be it. Yeah, because they already said you're not playing in New York, brother. Yeah, you know, and, and I guess I guess he, he won't be able to play home games, but he'll be able to play some in some games. But, hey, man, God bless him. That's, a, that's how you feel. God bless you. Yeah, at the risk of agreeing with Jay again and getting booted, I can tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody care what decision that you make. If that's what you choose to do, be out. Mm-hmm. But don't, I'm going to be um, picketing the NBA trying to get you to play without you being vaccinated because you're putting all these other families at risk. Right. There are athletes who have little kids at home. So mm-hmm. you that virus to them, even though they're vaccinated, they can still probably carry it and pass it on to somebody else who's not vaccinated because you were sweating and you bumped into them on a pick and roll and shit right. when they got the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because, uh, so, I mean, what would happen if them players said, I don't want to play in the game as Kyrie is playing? Yes. Or Dwayne Wiggins is playing? You yep. know? Right. Because you're exchanging, like, fluid from your body on somebody. Right. Right. So they're not they're not thinking but like I said, you know, people have whatever their reasons are and that's fine. And nobody's telling you that you have to get vaccinated, but you don't have to play next to me in a game with me if mm-hmm. you're not vaccinated. I choose what? not to. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I also, you know, I wanna say this since um you know, I usually like to not just tell people to get vaccinated, but if you get COVID, um, there is a new study that, that came out that says that vitamin A nasal drips can, can help COVID patients recover their sense of smell. So if Kathleen, if you're listening, I think Kathleen has a sense of smell back, but I'm not really sure. But mm-hmm. said that um, a 12-week, uh, I think they did a, a 12-week study. Um, they explored... Um, I guess it's the University of East, um, I want to say Angola, but there's another university. They said uh, a course of nasal drops containing vitamin A could help prevent, could help COVID patients who lost their sense of smell recover um, that their, their sense of smell. So vitamin A nasal drips. I don't know where you would get that or anything, but they're saying that it actually is working. Mm. In Merrick, Came out, and I knew that this was going to happen. I know I did this on the show probably a couple months ago because when they went into clinical trials, I wanted to keep an eye on this story. But Merrick said that their experimental COVID-19 pill cuts hospitalizations and deaths by half Mm -hmm. and recently infected with the virus. So they have plans to apply for FDA approval. The study of the experimental drug found that um, 7.3% of the treated group was um, either hospitalized or died at the end of 30 days compared to 14 of getting some dummy pill. So they're knowing they're cutting their death just if you just take this pill. And mm. like you said, they're going to end up having some kind of Theraflu. Like if you got COVID, take this COVID Theraflu. <laughs> like it's going to get that <laughs> at some point. It's just not there so. yet. I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that we're going to get there pretty quickly. I mean, because they're really working on that. And, and um, AstraZeneca, their vaccine is, um, they're trying to get theirs approved in the United States. So their trials have completed. 
and their vaccination is working at about 74% as well. Mm. Now, Smith and Wesson announced a $120 million move to Tennessee from Massachusetts. Now, they've been headquartered there since 1856 in Massachusetts, but and um, the assault rifles are, you know, account for 60% of their revenue. But Smith & Wesson announced on Thursday that they were moving their headquarters from its original location in Springfield, Massachusetts, to Maryville, Tennessee, because of the laws up north. When you mm. use an assault weapon, gun makers are now starting to be held responsible or from up north, so they're moving. <laughs> they're going to the south, huh? Yeah, yeah. get away with it. <laughs> yeah, let them get COVID and give them a lot of guns. That's where this mm. is going, apparently. It's like, you got a gun and COVID? Go down south. Mm. Now, you know, the USC, the University of Southern California, has made a secret $1.5 million payout to a family of a young woman who had a drug-fueled relationship with a dean of the medical school. Mm. So, exchange for naked images of him using drugs, which the school is destroyed, she had pictures of him naked. So, they gave him $1.5 million and took the pictures and destroyed them. Mm. And they are settlement. So they're saying it could be in violation of, the, of a California law, which makes it a misdemeanor to destroy or conceal material that could be used as evidence. But the mm. deal was reached in, um, in 2018. But it, that's, that's interesting. She went to blackmailing, but the college paid for that. Mm. Like, if that was If that was one of us, um, they would have got fired. I should have played black or white on that one. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> they were like, would they pay for you if you was black? One million dollars in secret when you had uh, an affair with a young woman and y'all had drugs and stuff? Um, that's going to be a no. Really? <laughs> now, Disney settled uh, with Scarlett Johansson also after she sued for $50 million in lost earnings after Marvel's Black Widow um, they was released online during the pandemic. So Disney and Scarlett Johansson have settled um, out of court. Um, she said the company breached their contract when it streamed the film instead of theaters. So in her contract, she got X amount of money based upon how much their theater sales were. Mm -hmm. And But when it's streaming, she got a lot less money. Right. So they were like, oh, we're streaming this. And she was like, no, you were supposed to leave it in theaters for 90 days, and you didn't leave it in for 90 days. Right. So they actually, she actually sued the one. They tried to make her the villain for the longest, too. They tried. Oh, she and won that lawsuit? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. They settled out of court. Mm. This, this, She sued for $50 million. I bet you they gave her $20 million just to shut her up. Mm-hmm. That much. So they ain't telling nobody. It was undisclosed. But Disney Disney was like, okay, we're good. That was the Black Widow, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that story a while ago. I was like, wow, she, she's right. You know, they said 90 days. But, hell, I was able to watch it here at, at my house. And it was like, wow. Anyone, it, it wasn't a bootleg copy. It was, it was just they streamed it. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. You know? Yep. Now, oh, now, um, I, here, oh, my gosh, we only have uh, a few minutes left. 
I have two stories I would like to play black or white with you all, but I don't think we can play this on, on such short notice. We're going to need time for black and white. So I'll do. I'll keep these two stories so we can play black or white later. Okay. Works for <laughs> okay. me. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was a, the GOP black-backed Arizona audit showed that Biden beat Trump. This is a really big surprise. Yeah. So Republican <laughs> County Chairman slammed the $6 million review as irresponsible and dangerous. And um, they're still counting votes from the 2020 election. And they knew he lost, but they still spent the $6 million anyway. Yeah, and, and on top of that, he lost by more than what they thought he lost by. <laughs> exactly. that's, what got, that's what got me. And now they're trying to do the same thing in Pennsylvania. Are you kidding me? Because you know what happens is that they cheat, right? And now that they're auditing, auditing they're going to find out that the irregularities irregularities that they had was favoring um, was favoring them. Yes. Yeah. That that happens and um, (laughs) they lost again. Mm. Now, um, the WHO, the World Health Organization workers, um, ambushed women and girls in the Congo in the hospital in the Dominican Republic hospitals and forced them to have sex with them while tackling the Ebola outbreak. The abuse was carried out by Congolese and international workers between 2018 and 2020, including a 13-year-old girl. The reason mm. I'm finishing the story is because when people say, why don't people like the United States or trust these organizations that's coming in, they are raping little boys and girls. This is another story of World Health Organization workers coming in raping children. Mm. Again. So, just so that we are clear, they're not showing this stuff on national news, but this happens a lot. It happened in Haiti. It happens mm. all the time where you have international workers preying on children. They got a lot of pedophiles and crazy asses that work for those organizations. And we mm. need to be, we need to respect the fact that when they say they don't want to work with you, they're not working for a reason. All right. That's so true. I know I ran close to the hour. All right. I so, Yeah, all right. So we'll get together next week. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.